Yeah, I think like you I... thought they were like people and you just uncovered like a murder. <laughs> the imperial scrolls of honor podcast i am josh folan and i am jeff burns and we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again today is a game episode we're talking friday the 13th on the nes today and as an emulation disclosure we both emulated the game on nestopia on a pc before we get into what we're playing please stop rate and review this baby if you could please that would help us a great deal and jab what are you playing I am currently playing nothing. Um, there's two games coming up. I don't know if I mentioned this in, in a past podcast, but there's two games coming up at the end of October that I know I'm going to spend a lot of time with. Um, and <laughs> That's uh, hilarious so, that you like clearing the mechanism. <laughs> yeah, well, one of them is is Outer Worlds, The Outer Worlds, which is a Bethesda release uh, RPG. And I think it's, oh, it's from the... What the fuck is this? It's... Um, it's the team that worked on uh, Pillars of Eternity, which I have and have not played yet, or haven't really gotten into yet. Um, and the team Is that, that worked on Evil Fantasy. Uh, yes, I think. I don't actually know what else to say about it because I didn't. It's like isometric, like uh, like Diablo view. Ooh. But like you create characters and there's races and classes and spells and it's an RPG. You know, like it's it's apparently legit as hell. Um, I just haven't gotten into it yet. But they how how old is that? Ah, uh, it's like two years old, I think. It could be had. I'll put it that way for <laughs> if that's what you're getting at. Uh, yeah, that is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. I think I paid like uh, I don't know, probably twenty bucks for it or something. It, it's yeah, it's it's well regarded. Um, pillars of eternity. Yeah, <clears throat> and and the game I'll be playing is called The Outer Worlds. Um. And it's also from the team that worked on uh, Fallout New Vegas, which is my favorite Fallout. <clears throat> um, is it first person like that, or? Yeah, it's going to be. It's being called like the spiritual successor to New Vegas. I think honestly, this team just got fed up with what Fallout Four did, and was like, "Fuck it, we're going to do our own." Then, and it's like Fallout, but in space, corporate dystopia. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> and I, th- I think it's a short. I think it's a short. Uh, campaign. I think it's only like 40 hours or something. Uh, That's what my buddy Alex tells me at least. But So you can play it multiple times. So I see myself doing that and I'm just kind of getting ready for that. Um, doing other shit like playing bass and reading and history stuff. And that what that hits like on Halloween or something? That one is I think October 25th. So right after my birthday which is exciting. Um, that is exciting. And then at the end of the month I think uh, it's actually kind of hard to find a date on this because I don't know. Maybe there's being dicks about it, but the the date that I have is October 31st. Is the new Subnautica will be released, mm. and uh, I know from the last <laughs> that is that is a lot on your plate. I can see I can see where you're coming from there. Now, so yeah, I didn't actually. I don't think I played any video games except for this little foray into uh, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and of course the uh, little Mario that we did in Nashville. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. If if you want to count that, sure, that counts. Every every little bit counts, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you? 
Word, I uh, I started a new writing thing, a new writing project, and that uh, lends itself to staring off into space a lot at my laptop. <laughs> so that, of course, I was like, how can I fill these moments uh, as if it's a productive solution to this to that problem? Uh, so plenty of Civ while I'm doing that. Yeah. So that's still happening. I, I played a lot of Tecmo on the flights to and fro Nashville. Uh, the difficulty ramps up so significantly in the latter parts of the season mode that it's fucking insane, man. Like, I I, I turned it off angry in the Steelers game, which I want to say is maybe week 13 or something. And, like, that, it, I don't remember it being, like, a linear difficulty increase as you went through the season season mode on the original NES version. But, I I mean, I certainly remember getting pissed off, you know. Um, I can't fathom it was this bad, though. I feel like this is a... I know you haven't played these fuckers all that much, but like I play them every year, and this has been for—I feel like this has been a thing I've noticed for a while. Like, at, like you know, you open the season, and you, I mean, you're just fucking forty-seven to nothing, like <laughs> nothing but touchdown bombs, mm. shutting them the fuck out. Every now and again, you get that bullshit running back t- Tecmo touchdown, uh, yeah. but basically just feeding them their lunch. And then by the end of the season, like you cannot get a first down, man. It's like a struggle. Every first down is a complete and total struggle hmm. uh, to the point of, yes, frustration and getting pissed off and turning off sometimes. And like, you know, I, yeah, yeah, of course, you don't want to fucking go through the whole season and blow everyone out 40 to nothing. But like, there's got to be like a more happy medium, you know, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and I, and yeah, I, it's got to be an in between. Right. And I just don't feel I, I can't fathom that it was like this on the original uh, to this degree when we were kids or my Nintendo would have got completely smashed, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I broke the door on my on my NES getting beat by the Packers once, I remember. So I got that pissed off where I smashed the Nintendo. Mm. <laughs> but not not to an inoperable state. And I feel like it would have been inoperable had it behaved this way <laughs> when we right. were children, you know. Yeah, what is is there like a like a cheap fucking uh bar that they just turned up or something like i well you know it, you know ever ever the player because you're playing the new ones right yeah yeah the yeah. yeah it's the with the current players correct yeah and, and like it's i you know i it, the whole the whole funk the whole uh the way the game operates and how the players behave slash perform is just a derivative of those you know numeric numbers and their statistics that fluctuate a little bit with their condition but uh, you know, may, yeah, maybe I'm not checking the opponents every week. That would be an interesting little study, I suppose. Uh, perhaps they are they are all more on the side of excellent as you get further into the season, and that's yeah. the way. But I feel like it's going further than that. Like you know, it's team wide. Like you just cannot fucking run there unless the entire team is excellent. Then something's going on, right? But even if the, even if the entire team is excellent, like that's fucking weird too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that would be weird. But like. At least it would have some sort of like, okay. I guess I guess I get it now, but like right. I guarantee you that's not happening, and they're just cheating. Yeah, that's which is like we said. That's, that's that's like kind of a bummer about that game. Is like, I know it's a video game, but like Jesus Christ, man, like <laughs> let me play. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, like I said, it's 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 you know another perfect example of just the gamer is never happy because. Right. It wouldn't be any fun to beat everyone fifty-three to t- fucking four either, you know. <laughs> uh, especially giving up those two safeties in that weird scoring scenario that I just mentioned. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I played a little bit of that, and then probably the big thing I did is the other night, or I, actually it was a couple sessions, uh, but the end of that of it happened a couple nights ago. Uh, I got back into Zelda Two on the Switch online thing, and. 
I was at the Fifth Palace, which I don't know if you remember at all what the Fifth Palace was. It's the green one. And I was at the boss, basically. <clears throat> and the boss in that is Guma. It's like this big uh, kind of, I don't know, golem-looking dude, maybe. He's got a spiked helmet and a morning star. And I was stuck there, kind of like a, in a little bit of a, like, on my last life, not fully uh, fleshed out with magic and health points. And, like, last time I, whenever the hell I was playing it last, I couldn't fucking beat that dude. And, like, I fired it up and, like, immediately figured it out. It's fucking Nintendo's so weird in that regard, how just, like, literally walking away from it from a few minutes can sometimes just completely change right. your ability to perform, you know? And it is because it's just a little <clears throat> Real, like 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 we've talked about boss battles should be their real-time strategy uh, problems you know mm-hmm. uh and yeah i immediately figured it out so that like got me rolling again like uh and and playing the game so yeah that's the fifth palace there's only one after that then then the uh the great palace as it's called uh so it's pretty close to the end anyway so i beat him i got the spell spell which is such an interesting little thing and to have in a game the spell spell <laughs> what the fuck does it do uh the spell spell is basically it it reveals a a very important. Basically, it reveals the thing where the magic key is, uh, which is in one of the villages. So you like got to get the spell from the fucking town dude, and then that allows you to get the magic key, which is absolutely integral for the sixth palace because the sixth palace does not have uh, enough keys in it. Normally, you cannot right. get six palace without the magic key because there's just not enough keys available. Mm-hmm. So you have to get that to even get anywhere in the six palace, basically. So I did that. Uh, I actually maxed out my levels, which is the first time in my life I've ever done that. Uh, there's like I found a, a good grinding spot by the last hidden town that you could go to, which is a bunch of those lizard fuckers. Uh, with the oh first, yeah yeah they're like sal- kind of quick. Not not yeah not lizards. Lizards are the ones of the axes that we've talked about. The they're, they're like the salamanders. They're like the next version. But they're not the hardest enemy in the game. But they're the hardest enemy you're going to find uh, in as like a common enemy out a common enemy out in the world. And yeah, like these salamanders with these spears and they got a shield <clears throat> and they kind of attack straight out in front of them and they do as most of the tougher enemies do the the high or low attack. You know, you I was going to say I think I can kind of picture this now. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, so I found a, a grind spot for those by the like the last hidden town where you got to chop down the forest to find the town. It's it's like it's the town that's a ghost town. All the people have moved to get away from what is a cursed town, and they've like hidden themselves in this forest, uh, which is a really cool little game design choice slash idea. Yeah. So whatever. See, so yeah, I uh, grinded, got level eight on all my fucking things, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, attack level eight is incredible. Uh, but. Uh, did that heading into the sixth palace, which is you got to blow the whistle to make it appear in the little three-eyed rock thing in the desert. Remember that? I actually I don't know that I ever got even to the fifth palace. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, like the there's like this the the desert like in the southeastern part of the world, I guess. Uh, there's like a, there's three rocks. You got to blow the flute when you're standing in the like middle of all three of them, and then the four, that part sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. The sixth. I, I'm sure you've gotten the instruction from the townspeople that have told you to do that. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the sixth palace appears. You go in there, um, and that you know that palace is a motherfucker. But went in there, got the cross, headed back out to to the ghost town because the, the cross reveals in that ghost town that's to the left of the sixth palace uh, is. Um, it's like filled with you can't see them. They're they're invisible without the cross. It's all these those fucking eyes um, that fly around, you know. Oh, in the town. Yep, and you can't even see them without the cross. So like you just get and they they take a shit ton of a uh, life when they hit you too. Right. So, is, is this the only place that happens? 
Uh, yes, I believe so. So then I must have been there, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you go in there, and that's where the Thunder Spell is. Uh, and I don't know, I, I feel like I tried to win in there and try to get the Thunder Spell before I had the cross. So I don't know if the guy won't talk to you yet, or maybe I wasn't high enough level, whatever it was. But I got the Thunder Spell for the first time in my life, and that was fucking cool, too. I'd never <laughs> done that. Uh, so then back to Palace 6 uh, to fight the boss when I absolutely got a map because it was fucking, like, could I mean... <laughs> like, there's just no way. There's no way you get through that fucking palace without a map. Uh, right. So I was, I was, I was, I was using a map at this point, uh, which I don't believe I did for Palace Five. So I think this was the first one where I re- started fucking googling shit. Uh, and yeah, when the the, the sixth palace boss is the serpent dude, that was super fucking easy. I couldn't believe how easy of of a fucking like you know, it's not the final boss, but it's the we're getting there. Yeah, the last palace. I was shocked at how easy he was. So I beat that first time in my life, and then. Uh, again, without Googling, I, I just had, like, a vague idea. There was a few instances of this where, like, I've never got this far in this game. But I know there's just things you, like, I don't I, like, I don't know I know it, but, like, it's in there somewhere. And, and, like, I'm just following this subconscious urge to do something that I'm not entirely certain is right. But I'm doing it anyways, and it turns out to be right. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what got me to the final palace. So there's like this, there's only there's only this one little area, like a graveyard lava area that I hadn't really explored well. So I was assuming it's got to be where the, the last palace is, sure. and it was a bitch to get through there. So I was also thinking I was on the right trail, <laughs> uh, and it was got to it. Great palace, um, and this, I mean, uh, you know, I said this about the sixth palace, the last palace, like. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> so fucking hard. There's enemies in there I've never seen before. Huh. These fuck. There's like, you know, the uh, there's those knights that you fight a lot uh, throughout the game. There's the the kind of the orange ones that are super easy. There's the red ones that are a little they're they're faster and a little more aggressive and take more hits. And then there's the blue ones that actually have Ooh. the they, yeah, they have a sh- they they can shoot like when you're when you have full life, they can shoot and you know uh, they whack at your ass a lot. So right, right. So they have your skill. Right. So yeah. So there there there's that tree of knights, and then in the last palace, there's like a new one that also has down thrust that can jump and do down thrust, and fall down on you, right? Uh, yeah. And oh my god, dude, they're fucking impossible. <laughs> So like get yeah, it trying to like that's like I honestly using the map to avoid those as much as possible is probably even more important than just getting through a, a very tough to navigate and huge fucking palace. Um but I worked my ass through there and uh got to the last boss. The final boss is uh and this is before you, the final boss is your shadow, but the the boss before it is kind of like this I don't know, it looks like almost like a Pegasus statue, maybe, kind of thing. Like, this huge-ass, oversized statue. Um, and it's, like, again, I like, didn't know this, but just, like, assuming, because I, I wasn't damaging it when I first got to it, I kind of, like, worked through this, like, I was like, I must, I, I have to use, there's got to be some magic i got to use in this motherfucker. So, again, I didn't have to Google this, and it was cool, to, uh, very satisfying to me to, to, to work it out, because it was kind of a semi-complicated flowchart. Like, I, of course, used, you know, Tough Boss, like, okay, uh, I'm gonna use light or not life, but shield and uh, to fucking protect myself. And I was like, it's it's up pretty high. I'm I'm definitely gonna have to use jump to get up to its head. You gotta hit all these things in the head. That's logical. Uh, so like jump and shield to even start the fucking thing. And then I was like, you know, couldn't damage it, couldn't damage it. So I was just trying shit. I tried the spell spell to see if that would do anything. No, I tried thunder. Lastly, and like thunder didn't. I, I don't think it. Da- well, yeah, it didn't damage it because you have a life bar. But it changed its color from red to blue, I believe. 
and then oh. it would start taking damage. So you got to use thunder, which is like you know half your fucking magic bar, if not more, just to get it vulnerable. You know, right, right. And then once it was then that you way, like a regular boss, kind of yeah. But you also it, it uh, got to use fire on your to to get a more and like you don't got to hit you, you the fireballs don't work. It's dumb. You got to use fire as a spell just to upgrade your weapon your sword but the, the i didn't feel like the fireballs were actually hurting them i still had to get them with the sword even though it was shooting fireballs like the fireballs were irrelevant just needed right. the upgrade upgraded fucking whatever attack spell so yes yeah, so it required basically four spells right. to really fucking battle them you know which was quite the figuring that out uh was was you know real time too it's not like you know it's not like other than the change of color when you use thunder like there's no visible discerning that I'm I was on the right path until I got all four right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, fucking crazy that well, yeah. I guess for that game it's actually not that crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it, nothing surprised me with this fucking game right. for sure. So yeah, so it was interesting. That, you know, once they did that it was it was still tough too. It was not easy even after that discovery and like, you know, I was safe scumming my ass off in, in that palace. So like I was actually I started safe scumming in the lava thing to the palace actually because like I said it was fucking impossible. Uh but yeah, even save scumming, like and going into the battle with all that knowledge and fully fucking uh, full full magic, full health, uh, still was not uh, at all a turnkey situation. So appropriate channel on the final or challenge on the final boss. And then for that, you get the you get the fucking shadow thing. And this was it was just it is just like like I said, a weird instance of Nintendo muscle memory. You didn't never know that you had programmed into you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I go, I went into that battle and like, it's, you know, it happens. There's no break. You like go out of that final boss. And I was like amped and like probably breathing hard. <laughs> Once that happened. And then it just drops you right into the next battle against yourself. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like I have no idea how to deal with this. Uh, uh, or, not not the right word. Like I've like you know I don't want to I don't want to fucking die and then have to. There's not even time to save state. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's like, right. No. Uh, so I'm like fuck. I don't want to fuck this up. And like, but I just like somehow knew. I mean, I mentioned we you know we fought this fucker with Game Genie when we were little. I remember trying, mm -hmm. but I even think with that I didn't beat him. So I didn't know this yet. But I somewhere along the line in the last oh I don't know. 25 years or 30 years have picked up the knowledge somewhere subconsciously where I just, I did, it was instinctual, dude. I just like immediately went to the corner, left corner, knelt down and started spamming. And like, that is the key to be like, if you want to, if you want to cheese it, you can do, that's how you do it. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can also fight him normally. And like, I'm sure it's hard as fuck because <laughs> he like right. mirroring you. But uh, if you just go into that corner you can spam his ass to death, and that's what I did. And he died and beat the game. And it was fucking... I think it's the thing, you know, beat Metroid, that was a motherfucker. I think that, so far in our little timeline here, has been the most satisfying game. Uh, and I, I can't recommend enough to take a whack at it. Definitely do it on an emulator. Don't try to do it on a cart. You'll never get there. <laughs> never it, right. that, it's fucking... That game was just... Uh, man, it was always... I, I always say this, but it's that I can't. It's how can it be anything but true? Like I could, I was so limited by my age for that game. There was no way that I was ever going to manage to get anywhere substantial in that game without serious help. Man, I mean, like honestly, I think anyone, I think anyone who's ever said they beat that fucker is lying. And, and right. <laughs> like that's what I'm getting at. Like who fucking just beat that? Because the, the end thing, you know, it's just like the Death Mountain thing. Like the Death Mountain thing, and this is so much earlier in the game. This is like between the second, I, I think. 
maybe between the second and third palaces. Early as fuck, either way. First half of the game, for sure. Getting through Death Mountain is about a war of attrition, where you're using all three of your lives to get through there. You know what I mean? Like, you're, I, you're usually getting that fucking hammer on your last life, almost out of life. The fucking guy, as you're holding the hammer up in the air, the fucking, the, the, the lizard fucker who throws the axes that has been chasing your ass, you just jumped over because you're not even going to try to beat that guy. Is <laughs> is is just pelting you with fucking axes as you're holding the hammer up, and you probably wow. die before you even get out of that room going back. Uh, but you have the hammer now, and that's okay, and you can go on through life. You don't have to go through that again. But right. like the that the idea, even all maxed out, getting from the opening palace with your two lives all the way through that shit and then through the palace also beat both of those bosses on two lives or three lives technically like I, I, and just dude there's just no way there's just no fucking way you know uh, unless you have everything perfectly memorized and even then i think the variance in the battle because there's so much it's such, it's such a well done battle system that is not um predictable you know that that high low battle uh, mechanism system that you that you have to go through with so many of the more difficult enemies, dude. It's just it's it's not. I'm sure there are patterns for fucking math wizards that are able to figure that out, but like right. for the average dude playing that game, there's just no way. There's just no way you're learning all the patterns of all those things and getting through all those fucking things all the way through to the end of the game on two lives. Like there's just no way. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you could go out and try to like stockpile extra lives. Maybe that's an option somewhere if you really wanted to. Like, try to do it the right way. <laughs> yeah, like, technically not cheat. Right, uh, but, oh my god, man, it's got to be so, so fucking hard. The yeah. If the internet's <laughs> taught me anything, someone's done it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But at the same time, like, uh, it's, it's, something that, it's something I've always talked about, you know, I always say it, and, I, and I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but, like, I got other shit to do, man. Like I, I I guess I just don't like video games as much. I, I'm not gonna spend ninety but that's years not yet. It's not memorizing yet. Not... exactly how the shit goes. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not. Uh, that's not fun, man. That's just not. It's not. That's my thing. Is like, how is that fun? Yeah, that's not fun. There's a second quest, apparently. Oh, had... just like the first. Yeah, I had no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, did you get into it? No, not at all. After I after I beat it's got a pretty cool end credit sequence too. I actually put the some of the video on the on the subreddit. Uh but the the screen cap. But the after you go through that, you go back to the fucking title screen, you go in, and when you go into the menu thing, uh I believe he's got a shield now. Or there's a shield next to your dude or something like that. So I was like immediately like able to recognize like, oh, there's a second quest. Holy shit, I'd never even heard of that. Uh which tells you how much harder this game is. <laughs> right. <laughs> really, right. That's not even like a conversation piece talking about the second quest. So I Googled it to see, yeah, like what the fuck's this about, assuming it's probably the same. But it's not at all the same. You keep your levels and your spells. So you stay level eight and you keep all your spells. But not the items. You still got to go into the palaces and get the items, and then, of course, go through the palaces and beat the bosses uh, to get through the second quest. But it's shit doesn't move around. Like they don't change the things around. The you know the the, the first quest of the second quest and the first Zelda, all the you know the palaces are different palaces. They're in the same places. Or no, actually, that's not even true. Some of the palaces are in the, uh, some of the 
like obvious palaces are still palaces, but they're not the same palaces. But yes, there's also palaces that are in different fucking places now, and all the items are in different places, including you know the ones in the palaces are in different places, of course. But also the hidden fucking jewel bushes that you burn and shit, all that shit's been moved in the, in the right. second quest. Uh, not the case in Zelda One. Everything is in the same fucking place still. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, what kind of unstable fucking human being even takes that on, you know? <laughs> like, they're out like, there. Yeah, it's not even, there's not even, you're not even, you're, you're playing the exact same game. I don't even, I assume shit's a, harder, but it's I. It's gotta I, be something, right? Yeah, it didn't say that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like a, a very uh, watered down um, implementation of, of the same idea, you know? Right. Hmm. Maybe I'll uh, Google a playthrough of that second. Thing. Fuck, yeah. I should probably go and play through the first one. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So that was that was super satisfying. Uh, but that is what I'm playing now. Let's talk about playing Friday the Thirteenth. Crystal Lake map slash slash searching the cabins theme. Uh, Short, shortest song track title in NES history. Yeah, not confusing <laughs> at all either. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, this is the overview that we're doing of this game. So uh, how do we start on this? Right. The, so the synopsis of Friday the 13th is it's a pretty typical summer at Crystal Lake. There's a group of happy children staying in the camp. You and your six camp counselor friends are watching over the kids while enjoying the lake and the wilderness. The days are bright and sunny. The nights are cool and clear. And Jason is on a rampage. <laughs> Which I, I like. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of world building there. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the better ones to date for sure. Uh, there was some time put into that. That was not just some scribble on, on a pizza box flap. They probably just read a brochure from an actual camp and then just put, and then Jason's kind of... <laughs> Jason's yeah. on a red page. Right. Uh, which is not, you know, whatever. Not a bad idea. That's what right. I would do. Nothing wrong with fucking doing good research as a writer. This is, yeah, this is, of course, based on the films by the same name or the film series that started with the same name. And, you know, it's it's one of the most iconic... It, it probably is the most iconic horror film property in film history you know human yeah. film history you know i guess there's alternate places out there that could have sure. you don't uh, know anything about alien movies <laughs> yeah, they're wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but as far as yeah human film history goes uh this is, is probably the most iconic one and that uh is interesting i i have to, i mean when's the last time you watched a friday the 13th movie dude fuck dude it might have been like while i had this game as a child like I don't <laughs> know. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Actually, I went to uh, I went to a theater showing of Jason X when it came out with my buddies Tim and Bethany, who are now married with when a child. When did that come out? Like two thousand, or maybe two thousand one, or some shit like that. I don't know. It was a long fucking time ago. But the point is, I guess it's not not as long as the original movies, but. Um, yeah, they're married and they have a kid now, so uh, you know I third wheeled their date. Um, nice. Yeah, I like yeah. to think that their whole family exists because of me and Jason X. Yeah, that's that's all very hot. Uh, those are hot thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do, have you? I mean, 
were you like a Jason Friday 13th? I, I was definitely into horror as a kid. I watched a bunch of these over the years. You know, I, 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 because of Kevin Bacon's presence in the first one, I can kind of differentiate some scenes from that one in my mind. But I can't, I don't, I definitely don't know them well enough to differentiate them, you know, across. I can't, no fucking idea from, from, you know, get the colors like, 30 of them <laughs> yeah there's like, a fucking you know there's million. like the numbered series that's definitely in the teens but there's also like all these spinoffs you know jason takes manhattan jason versus freddy jason in fucking space like x. jason x they, they've done the re- like, i remember watching the remake one uh with uh Aaron, oh freddy versus jason also no no well, yeah there's a freddy versus jason but no they, they, they made a a, a a reboot of the original I remember aaron Wu's in at that asian dude that um makes it stand out in my head because <laughs> it's all fucking white kids and a token black guy in the early right. so uh <laughs> and so the fucking yeah i mean I, I remember that one with a little bit of specificity but i mean that's only you know probably it's probably like 10 years old now because again can't can't keep track of shit like this right. uh life's moving fast gonna die super soon but <laughs> right. i don't have time to count jason's <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that no. Uh, yeah, so I, I can't, you know, I, I know I've seen a bunch of them. I don't know, which, like, like, I don't, I couldn't possibly pick a favorite or anything. Actually, I tried, wa- I, w- I wanted to reacclimate myself a little bit uh, the other night, and I tried, you know, I was looking around on all the platforms trying to find an SVOD subscription platform that had one. I'm not going to pay to rent a new Friday, uh, Friday the 13th, you know, God, even no, like, I'm not even willing don't. to invest a dollar ninety nine. I'm just not willing to do it. Uh, yeah. I've seen too many of these fuckers and just, there's just no way. But the, on principle alone, not really the, the matter of the economics involved. <laughs> but uh, I tried to find one a few nights ago. I, yeah, they're none of them, dude. They're all transactional. They're not, they're not giving away these fuckers at all, which it, it you know, it's probably the worst time of the year to be trying to find one for free that's a good uh, point actually you know uh but still like uh, i was shocked that none of them are on prime or of course you know not, it doesn't surprise me they're not on netflix but there i i assume there'd be at least a couple of them on prime funny though if you search for one and try to watch one on amazon prime for free it will lead you down a fucked up rabbit hole <laughs> of suggested titles that you've never heard of of crazy ass 80s slasher films oh. that are in abundance on on uh amazon prime if, if you would like to that you can watch for free yeah that, See, that sounds fun yeah and, and, and they are i mean i i've i don't know it's 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 incredibly hit or miss. it's probably mostly miss i should even say hit or miss yeah it's mostly it's miss. miss you're gonna turn them on and be like uh, it's just astounding how much they're they're ripping off the Friday their neat idea, which is not shocking. The eighties is no. full of, of shit like this, but every movie in the eighties to some degree or another is almost like this. But they're just a slight ripoff of another movie. But it's really bad with these fucking camp horror ones. And uh yeah, I don't know. It it, it bummed me out a little bit because I, I I did want at least the first one. I, I'm even that one I can't like I said, I can't pick out much other than like I can I can picture the Kevin Bacon death. He's in like in a bed, I believe. And uh, or maybe under a bed, so I can kind of picture that. I guess that's even that's not a visceral depiction. Do you mind. often picture Kevin Bacon in bed? I do actually. Yeah, oh, nothing wrong with that. And doing a bunch of other stuff too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's the place where you do all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking there's no way that I would pay to watch uh, Friday Thirteenth. I, I actually find it kind of audacious that they won't give any of them away for free. So uh, fuck them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Like, it's just fucking Jason, dude. It's not even that cool. Well, they get like, it's still not free. They get they make a lot of money to do that. But you know, they'll be on well, if you if you if you bother 
if you have bothered to not or not bothered, but if you have maintained your cable oh. connection, they will be um, all over TV this month in you know free quotations. But they're making mad money when when those play on TV. So right, comparatively, anyways, for a movie that's fucking forty years old. Right. <sighs> so yeah, the I wish I could remember more about the films, but I uh, I don't uh, to talk about them unfortunately. But this is a game based on them, and it was released as part of. LJN's LJN. It was an LJN release that was released as part of their NES Power Play series, and their Epic Quest to license everything in the known universe <laughs> in <laughs> February of '89. So that's the release pattern. What is this game format? Jeff? Um, the, the I, I don't know. I guess it's like an action adventure. It's like almost kind of platforming, but without platforms. Um, it's just a side-scrolling. Uh, you know, fucking zombies come at you from the side of the screen, and you fucking take them out with weapons, and you can jump over them. And you know what it is, Jab? It's the first survival horror game. Is it the first one? It well, you know, there's first one of note. First one that you're you can you know really grasp that murder is happening. In my opinion, like there's like I remember haunted uh, house yeah. on Atari twenty six hundred. And there is, you know, there are some efforts in really hardcore game historian uh, mindsets where, you know, that constitutes survival horror. Because you're you're running around a supposed house, getting chased by ghosts, and trying to survive and get out. But the know, problem is the house are like squares. It, yeah, it's just a square, and you're uh, like a set of very crudely pixelated eyeballs. <laughs> you know, that's, that's different. like these are like actual humans. That and when you die in this, like. You know, you you lay at Jason. Crumble to the ground and die. Yeah, you crumble to the ground and lay there, and Jason runs back and forth on top of you. <laughs> Which is a classic like, video game floss. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The only thing he's not doing is kneeling down constantly on your head. Yeah. And yeah. teabagging you. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I saw that was survival horror, but what's funny is I, I didn't even really know how to explain that. It, it felt cheap to just read it off the thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to, to say that it's the first one of these... Uh, Makes more sense, and it makes sense that I didn't know how to quantify it that way. So, <laughs> yeah, but it it, it strikes me as kind of platformer e ish. Uh, but then you also like go into like cabins and well, shit. Well, no, there is actual platforming, and like the caves, you get you get some broken uh, path. Oh yeah, yeah, some holes to jump over. Yeah, yeah. So I barely. You, well, anyways, get a little bit of platforming in this. Right. So the the key art they did not fuck around with it at all. It is a direct screenshot of Jason from the films, and that, that's actually the main thing that sent me down the looking through the films rabbit hole uh, that led to me wanting to watch them. But I was trying to find the actual screenshot that the cover art was ripped from, and I proved very unsuccessful. Huh. Uh, so I mean, you know, I was guessing it was from the first film, but again, you would think. Well, actually, you know, check that. I know it's not because I know the and the little bit of lore that I do have committed to memory. The hockey mask was not in the first one. I don't think. I think he just had a, a bag over his head, and so yeah, the hockey mask was a was a, a later addition in two or three, maybe. So that picture probably isn't from the first one. So but, you could get me on all kinds of Friday the Thirteenth movie trivia. I did not know Kevin Bacon was in it. I did not know that the mask wasn't in it. I don't know <laughs> shit about Friday the Thirteenth. It turns out. Uh, yeah. Well, the first one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't remember the whole thing. I don't want to 
we're probably misquoting the actual story or uh, actual. Right, movie. there's somebody out there listening like you fucking idiots. You morons. My buddy Fritz. One star. My buddy Fritz is like the universe's biggest Friday the Thirteenth fan. If he heard this, he would probably have a goddamn meltdown. The, uh, you know Fritz actually. Fritz was the the AD on What Would Bear Do. Ah, uh, yes, I do remember him actually. Yes, the co- he co-directed with me, and uh, uh, so yeah, the he's a huge Friday the Thirteenth fan, <laughs> like huge, huge, huge. <laughs> the kind of person who, like, anytime you see anything about the Friday the Thirteenth, like that's even remotely obscure, you think maybe of interest to him. It's the kind of person that you take the time to send it to him. Like that's his right because he appreciates it. Right, exactly, and he wanted that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, if anyone does have a lead on what that screenshot is from on the key art please do uh drop it on the reddit subreddit or email us or something i'd love to know that where it's from but the tagline is destroy jason if you can more uh fantastic copywriting here from the ljn team and they have that dumbass ljn marketing idea idea of interactive video games with interactive spelled with an e Mm. across the top that we, we briefly talked about for some earlier ljn game i can't remember but I think maybe just it was just the ad where they showed all these games in one of the first, uh, either the first Nintendo Power. I mean, it might have been all the way back in even one of the Fun Club Newses, but mm. uh, I think that's that. It, it's so dumb it irks me, you know. And like all marketing is dumb, but that's extra stupid to me. <laughs> yeah, any advertisement, as soon as I see it, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah, whole group of human beings. You're trying there. to steal my money and be cute at the same time. Like, yeah. suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the back of the box has a table study blurb that is even more expanded than what's in the manual and it's good um, so that's worth taking a look at if you're uh, up for it and there's three screenshots also a side view of the path during the day another side while rolling through the lake at dusk and then in a cabin at night which um, it's pretty much all the gameplay modes <laughs> so you know, that was, those were reasonable choices the manual, which I will drop into the show notes, uh, the, uh, got a few things that uh, caught my attention as I was flipping through it. The care recommendations are always funny to me, and this this one had a, this this was worded well. The are amusingly this this LJ and Game Pack is a precision crafted device with complex electronic circuitry, and I can't remember. I know we've made fun of that exact or close to that joke before, so I don't know if this is the exact same thing or not, but. Uh, either way, like precision crafted device with complex electronic circuitry. <laughs> who who wrote it? Who wrote it? And, uh, yeah, just why? 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 Just don't drop it in water, like you know. <laughs> right, like we get like it, treat it like a fucking toaster, man. Come on. Any other appliance? <laughs> treat it like a toaster, right? Yeah. They also suggest you never attempt to open or dismantle the game pack, which seems like something that goes without saying. Um, but then. As I thought that to myself for the purpose of these notes, the there's childhood me looking to take all sorts of shit apart. Yeah. <laughs> like your big bird and whatnot. So maybe, you know, I guess maybe it's worthwhile. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Especially legally, like, because uh, you, you know people are going to do the dumbest shit possible as quickly as they can. So just <laughs> cover your own ass and tell them not to do it. Yeah, it could just be lawyer shit. The uh, after that aforementioned uh, synopsis blurb on page three uh, that that I, I talked about earlier, they they add uh, in the introduction, and hiding in a cabin or staying adrift in a canoe won't keep you safe. Jason will find you anywhere, which is nice. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of just it's just raw. It's <laughs> it's just yeah. a raw like you know, and that's how the, and the the 
it's incredibly applicable because I think one of the first things that I want to talk about when we get into gameplay is the relentlessness. Uh, I think we both experienced the second we turned the game on when we were playing it together in Nashville. Like it's like an immediately relentless chore to deal with fucking Jason. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that uh, you know that they got into the copy, and then even that they got into the game because that's probably how it should feel uh, is is a good job on their behalf. Uh, seeing as none of the names line up with the character names in the original film, or any sequel for that matter, I checked. Uh, which one of these guys in the Camp Counselor breakdown is supposed to be Kevin Bacon? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> let me see if I can find. It's definitely, not, it's definitely not Paul. Uh, no, great, we can rule Paul out. Yeah, as great of an actor as Mr. Bacon is, it's definitely not Paul. I, I think it's Mark, the slender face. I guy. like to think that it's Mark because he's the best, and Kevin Bacon is the best actor ever. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Those are, yeah, those are both great reasons. <laughs> Probably Mark. Uh, the page 11 has the enemy breakdown, and besides just being fun in general, that uh, also has Jason's blurb calling him the maven of mayhem, the sultan of slash, the ghoul that everyone loves to hate. And are these names like I've never Maven of Mayhem and the Sultan of Slash? I've never heard those. Are those like things that they just made up for this instruction booklet, or are those nicknames that exist somewhere in the Friday the Thirteenth lore? I would love to know that too. <laughs> you got me. I I was just kind of impressed with. And not that I know the word. I'm always on the lookout for new words, but Maven was interesting to me there. Sure. But other than that, I never. No, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Page 12 in the weapon and item breakdown, the torch blurb says you need to light all the fireplaces to keep it lit. And I've always known you had to do that to get it, but I've always thought of lighting the fireplaces as just like an arbitrary goal flowchart to obtain it. But that makes a ton of narrative sense, too. <laughs> that the, you know, to keep torches lit once you decide to use that as a weapon. It's a little sketchy because you're not using the same torch the whole time if you got to sure. do that. But, you know. To some degree, it works enough. Yeah, it works enough. So, bravo, LJN. Golf clap on that. Uh, is there any notable history worth talking about that we haven't already talked about? Did you know that the word maven is defined as an expert or connoisseur? I knew it was someone who is proficient at something, so kind of. The context clues, of course, told me what I needed to know, but I didn't know the exact definition of it. I didn't know the exact definition either, but I, yeah, I knew it was uh, a proficiency with something. I'm definitely not going to incorporate this into my into my vocabulary. <laughs> but I don't like this word. Um, the only notable history that we didn't cover already uh, that I thought was fun was, so I'm sure people know by this point that this game was not well-received. Uh, the reception was not good, um, and I found... Not well received at the time, or was it not well received in kind of the YouTube angry video game nerd era? I guess I don't know exactly, um, but it is. I mean, it's definitely caught a lot of shit in that phase of stuff. But I, yeah, I'd be curious to know what the like know. at the time. I mean, these reviews were not kind. You know, no. like right when the game came out. Okay. Um, and that, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> actually you're phrasing that a different way. Um, but, um, yeah, one of the reviews that I found that rang very true with me was, uh, let's see, let me find it here. Uh, the authors of Nintendo Power rated Friday the 13th the sixth worst video game ever made in the magazine's September 1997 issue, which that seems harsh. That does seem sixth nice. worst. I'm, I'm astonished. Man, 
But wow. the, I want to real quick. The writer stated, quote, after playing for a few minutes of this, after playing a few minutes of this aardvark, you wanted Jason to slaughter all the counselors and then you. Anything, just so it would end. <laughs> Which, like, I, I read That's that and I was like, crazy. yeah, I actually know where he's coming from there. N- Nintendo Power, really, I mean, you know, we're in, like, what, February of 89 here. Mm-hmm. And you said that was 97? Correct. Man, in eight short years, Nintendo's editorial policy slash uh, philosophy really changes <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's almost any fucking business dude at, at like at, there's the good time in the beginning and a few la- few years later they're just like i don't know man fuck it do something we're nintendo power what are they gonna do not buy it right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but i mean what i mean is like that they're the, the that harsh of you know we've talked about it a bunch how there's just no criticisms like that yeah at this point a nintendo power is a pure advertisement right like so there's, the, I, you can say nothing. There's nothing bad to be said about Nintendo. It's the bomb. You should all buy it. And everything. I guess by '97, you're talking, you know, early internet days. So you have like IGN existed by then for sure. Right. You you have some. They they probably had to you know adapt or die kind of thing. Like we have to change and meet the you know provide honest thoughts about these games to keep us competitive as something someone would want to read you know right and they just simply were not the only game in town as far as sure. uh, you know game editorial yeah, magazines they, went yeah here it'd be curious actually to see whether game pro changes that at all you know once mm-hmm. that's that's going to start up here in a couple months too which is exciting but mm-hmm. uh i'm sure it'll take a while i'm sure it's not an immediate thing i'm sure they didn't recognize game pro as a competitor early on but uh, be curious to see at what point they start to alter that philosophy to yes, stay competitive in this magazine game here. Yep, that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Did you? Uh, is there any economic analysis to be done in this? I saw, I, I almost thought about Nixon again because like yeah, there there wasn't. I, I, I can think of one off the top of my head. I see what I came up, up with. Yeah, I came up with something though. Uh, a flashlight. <laughs> You spend, so much, you spend so much time in this game wandering around a campground with a deranged killer on the loose all day and night lighting fireplaces. Uh, <laughs> so how much would it have cost just to go to the nearest store, wherever the fuck it's at? This shit was probably in New Jersey, uh, would be my guess. And a fucking gas station couldn't have been too far away. <laughs> right, it's got to be around somewhere. However you got to get there. Uh, how much would it have cost to buy a, buy a fucking flashlight <laughs> in 1989? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first thing I found when trying to look up historical flashlight costs was a history of the flashlight piece. On the Energizer website, the link of co- uh, to that will, of course, be in the show notes. And there were some fun facts that came out of that little uh, extravaganza. That doesn't 18... surprise me at all. Yeah, 1898 was when the first ever-ready flashlight was produced after company founder Conrad Hubert filed the pat- the patent from their NYC office, EverReady, which I'm pretty sure I have an EverReady flashlight over in my junk drawer right now. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so they have hung in there. That's some uh, staying power. Yeah, as a company. Uh, 1986 was the release year of and this. Like when I, this is a perfect example of just the power nostalgia has. I guess the in 1986 was the release year of those little keychain squeeze lights. I remember yeah. being everywhere when I was a kid. Do you remember these, dude? The oh yeah, little, I can picture it very clearly in my mind. Yeah, right kind of like a lighter. Plastic. And they're like squishy. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. You squeeze like they had like on the side. They had kind of like a sunburst. Um, 
like a raised, the plastic was a little raised in a sunburst design, and that is where you squeezed. And yes, it was just a little LED flashlight, and they were fucking everywhere. <laughs> sure, were. and they went on keychains, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And they, they had the the stock. Um, what do you? I want. That's actually its own Google right there of like simple dumb things that are in everyday life that you never even thought of what to call them or that they would even have a name. But the right. the, the type of keychain thing where it's the little beads and you have the little clasp at the end that you know you know what I'm talking about. This I cannot picture. Oh, dude, it's. I mean, it's. I'm just not describing it well. It's like the little, you know the little metal beads that make up a a keychain. A thing that'll go on your keychain. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and it's got the little like the little hooky thing that you, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You can take it, you can take, you can open it up, or no, you don't have to open it up. You can just pull the thing out to to to, to not make it a fuck chain right. anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, it had one of those on it, uh, and yeah, I fucking I saw that and I was like, oh my god, I'd forgotten all about those. Those were everywhere. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. It's yeah, it's 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 a fun little like just click through. It's I can't believe it. You know. I don't know. Websites are funny, you know, like a uh, fucking Energizer website. Like, what, what are we going to do with this fucking website? <laughs> so we sell batteries. Like, what, what the fuck are we going to put on here? Yeah, we got to <laughs> fuck put something on here, right? right. And, and a flashlight fucking timeline is uh, a perfect idea that is as applicable. good as any other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little flip through. A bunch of fun little random facts in there that you probably have never heard and are mildly interesting if you like meaningless historical facts. Anyhow, a metal ever-ready flashlight at Target.com is 869 right now. And if you use the 51 negative 51.7% inflation percentage from now to 1989, when this game is occurring, it would have cost $4 and 20 cents. <laughs> and that's an extremely reasonable price to not have to spend all that time uh, at the, at the risk of getting your head chopped off by fucking Jason, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's gotta be a phone in the, in a fucking office to call a cab or whatever for it also. <laughs> See, the problem is you're not, not thinking fucking cops. <laughs> right, yeah, not that this fucking that would help. You're not thinking about this like a capitalist though. They gotta cut costs wherever they can. You can shove your four twenty dollars four dollars and twenty cents. Actually don't shove it up your ass. That's my money I'm putting in my bank account. Yeah, and the eighties were the most capitalistic decade of all time, so perhaps, you know. And also we don't have a movie then or a video game or a forty year incredibly lucrative franchise if those kids do that. theme getting us into the playthrough of friday the 13th and we actually i'm pretty sure i assume before you got into the one player uh side of things but it was definitely for me the we got to play this game together a little bit down in nashville after the game uh oh by the way fuck taylor Luan and go bills (laughs) (laughs) football's fucking stupid dude it's a bunch of millionaires playing a child's game for billionaires so (laughs) all these people need to be taxed much much more (laughs) you know it's ironic the ones in the one the ones playing for the dolphins who are doing the worst job are the ones who don't get taxed what do you mean they don't there's no uh, income tax in florida that's why right yeah wrestlers fucking base themselves out of there and shit because there's no income tax right and texas is the same way is it yeah they don't have a state income tax and a state tax and uh Everybody touts that as like, oh, wow, like, you know, 
we don't even do this. I'm like, yeah, that just means you get more money from the federal government. Like, <laughs> you need to raise your own fucking money. Or no, shit. it doesn't mean they get more money from the federal government. It means that they tax other shit. I promise you they get more money from the federal government. They uh, fucking come up with this money from nowhere. They just tax other shit. That's how, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, they just tax other shit. The, the gas tax and fucking tax. And that's shit. another thing. You're not I'm getting away stuff. with... I mean, to a degree. Anyways, this isn't a fucking economic. Well, it depends. You can, you know, you if you you choose the state that most serves your lifestyle, if you're going to go that far with it, uh, to you know, pick apart, make life decisions like that based on the taxation situation. You're you ideally would find the one and choose the one that has the least impact on your preferred everyday life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I... that's a super heady economic discussion that we shouldn't have here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. The, so yeah, we got to play it as a, a two-player to pass the controller a little bit down in Nashville, and um, primarily because we were too tuckered out <laughs> from drinking the night before and getting so up deep. early for the game, so we went back to the fucking the Airbnb and did basically nothing the second night we were there, which is super cool in front of us. But we did play this a little, and uh, I I'm still getting the fucking I, I wanted to record that shit with our audio which i i thought i was doing and because like the you know this laptop is a gamer laptop that i have and it has this entire like i'm sure it's just a program but uh it feels like it's built into the fucking os (laughs) uh this game recording slash broadcasting uh ability application and like when i've because i've recorded a lot of those boss that like the gun smoke one the metroid one like i didn't mean to record myself my my own audio on those i was just recording the game and i would find in the edit that i did record the fucking audio of me yelling shit in the background of the was right. playing, which is cool and i'm glad i got it in that situation but i didn't turn that on voluntarily so i thought like you know i don't even i, I guess i need to fucking explore that more so i don't fuck it up again but uh we did not get the audio of us talking about it which i think is a bummer because i think we said some fun stuff and would have been mm. would have been cool but anyways the play video of that of us playing it together uh, for the first time in however fucking long, is up on the YouTube playlist, game research playlist. But yeah, so we got to fuck around a little bit of this, and I think first and foremost, like we already mentioned very briefly, the like you start the game and Jason's attacks on both the counselors and the kids are just incessant immediately. <laughs> very. I was picturing having some time to like get my feet under me and like figure out exactly like how this game worked and like yeah, I definitely don't remember it like being like it's the second we dropped on that dude, path. it's immediate Jason's attack <laughs> right now yeah, yeah he's attacking I think a counselor first and yeah dude that was I, I did not remember that being that bad uh that immediately yeah so let's see I mean I, you know it's it makes sense I guess you, you're fucking you know this like we already said like the whole the, the idea of this is survival horror and the thing is like you are trying to survive and it, the reason that that's hard and game worthy is because that motherfucker is relentless <laughs> he's trying to kill you right at all times yeah. this is not a part-time job for him he's, he's <laughs> yeah, very he's interested not, in this yeah this yeah this is he's 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 dropping fucking 70 hours a week no problem on this <laughs> which actually is not great for him because if you need 70 hours a week to kill 15 children uh <laughs> I just think you can do better than that. Sure, especially with his level of experience. Yeah, he should be good at this. Um, so yeah, so we yeah we we quickly uh, learned how to deal with him semi proficiently in the cabins, uh, which that was one of the things I remembered being on the more difficult side. The 
uh, attack mechanic, uh, attack and defend mechanic in the cabins, which is where you more frequently, I would say, you do fight him on the path uh, semi-often as well, but it's it's more frequent in the cabins. And uh, after playing the game a bunch, I'd say infinitely pre- uh, preferable <laughs> in, in the cabins because you can learn. He has patterns, a handful of patterns at most, and uh, learning those and dealing with them is easily the most, the best way to keep your fucking life up and, and actually survive in this game. Uh, right. Fighting path is infinitely more unpredictable and and harder to avoid damage doing. I don't know. It's harder to avoid damage. I think it's fucking impossible, dude. <laughs> like we, we were playing this game, we also immediately found out that there were points that there were situations in this game where avoiding damage was simply impossible right yeah and uh yeah that that as you can imagine can be a motherfucker yep yeah come here the i you know uh, at first glance there's a ton of that and it seems like total fucking bullshit and unavoidable like you said uh and, and and i don't think i ever got to a place where the paths seem the path jason tax seemed entirely uh, devoid of that, but a lot of the things that you know, the the you know, we were bitching about the damage you take on the rowboats. Like you can learn how to avoid that shit, and I I eventually got better at it. Still not perfect, but you can avoid the crows if you're hauling ass and, and keeping a good pace, and you can do that. <clears throat> it's tough, but you can you can main you can, you can do that like the you don't get the crow attacks and the zombies out of the water at the same time. Because you, you, you need to slow down and stop for those zombies. You can't always just tear ass to get through them mm-hmm. uh, and avoid damage. But to, get, to, to avoid the crow, you do have to be going full speed. So that is, that is, therein lies the challenge of, of the lake and, uh, you know, mechanic, I guess, is, is, is knowing, being able to tell when a crow is coming and that you got to have speed going. And then also, obviously, when you're dealing with those, those zombies, you got to, you know, stop, slow down and learn to, to uh, kind of stagger your pace so you don't get whacked by them coming back down on top of you. The one thing right. about the, the, the lake that is a motherfucker, and, and I did find ways to do better with it. Uh, with the Jason running through your ass in the lake, because like, see, so yeah, sometimes I guess we should explain that the, you know, you, all the kids. Let me talk about that in general. So like, the, yeah, the the setup of this game is you are dropped on this path. You know, well, first you get the map screen, uh, and you have to pick your your counselor out of the six available to you and they are all in different small cabins on this map of of crystal lake and you choose your fucking guy or girl and you get dropped onto the path and it tells you you know that you need to it gives you the prompting that you need to go light all the fireplaces and that's like your goal right now so it doesn't just drop you in with no direction at all which is nice because i think without that you have no idea (laughs) what the fuck it's getting hard enough Yeah. yeah Yeah, so it's nice that it does that, and I wonder how much troubleshooting of the game or testing uh, they had to do before they were like, you know what, dude? I mean, no one knows what to do. We got to <laughs> like, give no, no something. One, yeah, no one's able to figure this out. We got to give them some fucking information. <laughs> Everybody the, comes in here has no fucking clue what to do. Please, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, so it drops you on the path, and then uh, you are. The goal is to go around. Yeah, you gotta get a lighter. Like you can get pickups from the zombies that are coming at you from everywhere. And some of them are weapons. You can sometimes get little cure potions, or I could call them cure vials. Maybe is more appropriate. Uh, they definitely don't like they're in. They don't look like they're in some medieval 
flask or anything. <laughs> it's not <laughs> potiony enough. Yeah, it it looks like something you get at a drugstore. Uh, so you, those are where, and then you can also there's also a key you can get as a pickup that opens some of the the shed doors and stuff you'll encounter, and then also the lighter. And the lighter is what you light the fireplaces with. All the fireplaces are in the bigger cabins that are uh, interspersed throughout the the path layout uh, on the map, and. The kids are in the middle. They're in these three cabins that are like on the lake itself. Like I, I, I guess I think they're somewhere in the instruction book that insinuates that it would. It, it was a like a a strategic decision that you, as the counselors, have made to protect the children, to put them on the lake and make them more difficult to get to, which is completely incorrect, and just make it they're harder for you to get to. <laughs> right. The, I feel the, like the Jason has no problem getting there. <laughs> yeah, he because he's always there. Yeah, especially uh, with the fucking Michael Phelps uh, pace that he goes through the water. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And what is that? There's no way to avoid that. Like that's just damage. Well, yeah. Well, that Raw was all, that, that was the roundabout way of just said, explaining the, the the fucking layout of this whole thing to explain sure. that yes, when you go when you when you when you uh, go up the path that puts you onto the lake, it drops you in a rowboat, and you got to row your ass to those cabins with the kids to the dock that gets you up to those cabins and you know that it's also a side-scrolling thing and there's these zombies that jump straight up out of the water periodically and then come back down into the water and you got to obviously avoid them going up and coming back down and then there's also these crows that fly in at the top of the screen and then swoop down that you got to be hauling ass to avoid it all or they hit you every fucking time which is a bitch but then sometimes because you don't the only time you're going you know you're never going there's no reason to go to those cabins with the kids Unless Jason is attacking them, so Jason is always in attack mode when the, when you're out on the lake, basically. And sometimes when you drop into the lake, into the boat, so it, it's, a lot of times it'll happen almost immediately. As soon as you get going, Jason will just tear ass from the side of the screen, like he's at he's submerged in the water. You, you can only see his head basically, and he tears ass across the screen super fucking fast. There's nothing you can do to avoid it, and it takes damage from you, which is fucking insane (laughs) that is just punitive as shit for no reason one little cheese i don't know it's not even a cheese thing it's just like what how the only possible way you can deal with it at all uh because it would often happen so early in the boat shit i would I, i learned to when as soon as i dropped into the boat i would just inch off the dock a little bit and then go back and then jump off the fucking boat up onto the dock and you go back down the path uh, automatically to the path that circles around the lake. And sometimes I would, I was safe scumming my ass off in this game. It's the only way to fucking deal with it. <laughs> uh, sometimes doing that would make it so when you went back, it didn't happen, you know? Uh, and, oh. and, I, and I would uh, do that until that happened, basically waiting right. sometimes another extra second or something, you know, to, to try to avoid that. But that was literally the only possible solution i could come up with to avoid that damage and like i said even that that is only applicable if it happens immediately when you get into the water and even if you've learned the way the lake works because there's kind of a strange everyone this is one of the things everyone bitches about it actually makes total fucking sense to me i'm able to figure this out entirely because like you know the 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 paths are a circle they are, are circles rather and you're you're on a side scrolling screen to navigate those mm-hmm. so when you go like when you're on the top of the map, right and left are different than when 
the right and left when you're on the bottom of the map. You know what I mean? And yeah. like you, you have to be able to visualize that in the 3D space in your head. <laughs> and I, I guess everyone can't do that because you complain about that. Oh, dude, that's one of the main. Yeah, that's not rocket, dude. You go left to go left and right to go right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. That's definitely one of the major gripes. Uh, okay. <laughs> one of the things that fucking people bitch about and angry video game nerd bitch about. Uh, so yeah, so you know, once you figure that out, uh, you can you know how to go because the cabins are on the north side of the lake. So if you there's two entrances to the lake. There's there's one on the on the west and the east. And if you go in on the east thing, you got to go left. And if you go in on the uh, the west thing you got to go right, right, uh, or east, you know. And people and, complain about this. Yes, for sure. And okay. If you don't know that though, you you can go all. You have to go the like the long way, basically go all the way around the lake to get back to what was just a few inches away from you <laughs> when you started. Right. You know. So if you do it, if you do it the right way, you're only on the lake a little bit, and of course that minimizes the odds that the adjacent shit is going to happen to you too. You know. Yeah, that is, that is there's just one example of many that, yes, uh, the, the whole point of this uh, specific topic was that there's unavoidable damage. And uh, particularly early on before you learn these patterns, as we were when we first started playing in Nashville, like, motherfuck, is it frustrating? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, there's the uh, the 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 cabin battle. I remember actually any encounter with Jason at all when we were playing in Nashville. I was like, fuck this game, dude. Like, this is bullshit. But we were pretty <laughs> Because I remember when I was a kid, I think I would, like, try to dance around the cabin screen and, like, you know, you're trying to, like, avoid him, but you, you realize pretty quickly. You're playing it, like, a logical way. Like exactly. Way that is not how you should approach this. Yeah, exactly. It is it is 100% learning a timing-based, uh, just button-spamming solution to this problem set that the game is presenting you. <laughs> and, and, and we and I figured that out in Nashville in eight seconds yeah, you know, yeah my entire right. childhood i couldn't figure that out so <laughs> yeah which and that solution is you don't fucking move you just stay center mass in in those cabin screens and we'll get to that more in depth later but uh yeah that was that was something we learned relatively quickly and uh i'm assuming you probably didn't get to this game but uh the uh, that certainly it's not that that solution changes but the success rate of that seemingly easy solution definitely changes and that's you know that's something like so we'll get into later on but the yeah as, as far as how far we got or how, how we, we played for i don't know what 45 minutes maybe about it Nashville, i'd say yeah i think i want to say that's about what the play play video was so the we didn't even we weren't even even able to finish lighting the fireplaces <laughs> uh before giving up and uh the best part maybe it's one of the better parts of the game for a couple of reasons, uh, one, just because I think it's it's one of the it's just one of the coolest and best game over screens in gaming history, <laughs> which is it's just a black screen, white text. You and your friends are dead. Game over. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Uh, it's so good. But yeah, you know, I, I forgot that one. I I got a different one. Uh, I got the one when he waxed all the children. Did oh, you ever I, encounter that one? Oh no, I didn't know that was different. Oh yeah. yeah that it, makes, it, that, Amazing, yeah, and that's obviously a different way to die. So, what did yeah, it say the, then? The way that I died, it's just black text, white screen, and but it says Jason. Ha- I think it says something to the effect of Jason has wiped out all of the kids. Oh man, that's brutal. Wiped out. Like, <laughs> the rest, I don't know what it is. It could be children or kids or whatever, but it definitely wiped, wiped them out. Yeah, wiped out is certainly the important part of that passage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's well, that's great. That's you. Yeah, that's fucking. Yeah. So fuck. Great job, LJN. Ha- having fun with that. <laughs> yeah, survival uh, horror. You know, this shit. The consequence. The consequences should be scary. Yes, for sure. And the other reason that's the the, the uh, game over screen is great because it means you're done playing this fucking game. <laughs> that's how I felt. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we we did. Yeah, we got basically nowhere. I mean, you know, this game, any of these games, you got to get your feet wet and fucking figure out how shit works. So it's not surprising that this, you know, an LJN game in particular required that, uh, and that's what we experienced in only 45 minutes of playing together uh, on uh, terribly hungover and tired. Uh, personal so But we yeah we did that and we actually we we played some head to head Marble Madness too after that which the play video for that is also up in the YouTube mag uh, research list I believe I was the blue ball Jab was the red uh, red marble <laughs> uh, so that that was actually uh, infinitely more fun than Friday the Thirteenth but that's that that's, was fun that's a good game yeah that that and then I we, we I showed you uh, uh, as you already mentioned a little bit of Mario Maker two on yeah. Switch so that was our little Nashville game sesh. And also summed up what we got a chance to fuck with uh, uh, as far as this game goes down there. So, yeah, just going in, you know, playing as a one-player thing. The title screen for this, I, I, you know, we saw it when we played two-player, but just as far as uh, kind of like I mentioned with the game over screen, like I think they did a really good job with this to the title screen. It's it's a it's again just black screen, a really good-looking hockey mask, center mask, and. Uh, on a black card for a few beats, and then the a knife flies in from off the screen and lands in the left eye hole. The screen flashes red, and they cut to the title treatment on uh, in red font on black with push bu- uh, start button blow it, which is again like <clears throat> much like the game over thing. Like just uh, not the game over screens are typically incredibly elaborate, but like super simple, straightforward, and like to the point, I think is 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 very appropriate for this, as opposed to having some sort of, you know, I don't know, crazy sequence, explain trying to explain story or something, uh, that that could potentially have been the title screen. I, I think their choice here was really good. You know, yeah, just went straight with the with the shocking and sudden. Yeah, 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 which is cool. Uh, so as I already mentioned, I'm assuming you did too. Safe scum my ass off. Did you save scum? <laughs> did you save scum your ass off? Play this. Game? I I did, I did, but eventually I just kind of gave up on it and fucking I stopped and just tried my best. Uh, yeah, but I I did save a lot. Yeah, uh, I certainly did because there's just yeah there's just so much stuff that you know those Jason the Jason appearances we even mentioned that when the Jason appearances when you're in the path are totally random. There's no way to foresee them other than you do learn that the enemies clear out a little bit yeah the screen stops scrolling yep yeah if so you're near the edge the screen stops going and the enemies kind of go away right but yeah but if you're near the edge to to look to experience that part of it you're too far because he always comes from the right side of the screen. oh yeah you're too fucking close already yeah, you're too fucking close so you're fucked <laughs> so look so that as a tell is really of no benefit to you uh it, it, the, the the only thing that's useful is the uh yeah, the the enemies kind of fucking off a little bit because um, zombies are constant too. So the second zombie stop coming, you're like, oh, something is different here, you know. So that's that's a decent tell, but it's still a motherfucker. Even at that point, it's too late, and your ass is catching damage regardless. Right, right, right. Who? So yeah, we, the first thing you experience is, of course, we already mentioned the character select screen on the map. Uh, who did you go with when you played? Mark, of course. Yeah, Mark as well. 
Most Kevin Bacon. Kevin <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bacon, I mean, sorry. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get that cut screen explaining that you use the torch to light the fireplaces, which is a fucking lie. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't use the exactly torch, right. you use the lighter, and you eventually get the torch as a result. Um, unless you consider a Zippo lighter a torch, which is an argument I suppose I would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen, but you'd better make your argument quick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like we already, without that little prompt, you would have no fucking idea. Um, I wouldn't even know that fireplaces necessarily existed. <laughs> right, right uh. yeah. Because you're definitely not just one those, the, the cabins are not, uh, chock full of interesting things to check out. So, uh, yeah, if you didn't know you'd like those fireplaces, they certainly wouldn't be. I guess they, they might be of note, because if you did go into a cabin, it's the only fucking thing in them. So. It, yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you would assume they have some significance because uh, they clearly aren't taking the time to to populate these fuckers with with uh, knickknacks and and tchotchkes. Yeah, furniture for the kids, maybe. <laughs> Nothing. Um, yeah. So they. So yeah, you're you're dropped into that side view action environment, uh, and you are off basically. So as we're yeah, you're you're like. Zombies are constant. They're like they come up, they, you get like a little bit of a tell from them to like the ground uh, has kind of a sprite thing going on that looks like maybe it's supposed to be the ground breaking up a little bit as they come up from below. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting how many the, the number of zombies you experience in this game insinuate. And we talked about Jason's time spent, his experience level with this job. <laughs> title that he's manning here uh he must have killed a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> yeah that's that's one thing i thought like where the fuck did all these zombies come from <laughs> yeah there are a lot of them um which is it's partly good because this is how you farm weapons you know the cure vials the lighter etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's also partly fucking exhausting it's constant and the uh the music is pretty catchy here uh that's actually the one we we, we played coming into this section the stage theme it's nice, which is thankful, thankful because it never fucking changes through the whole game. So it's great that it's not entirely grating. But of course, any song for the entire duration of a game is going to be a little bit of a uh, a bitch to deal with, you know. So it's going to drive been, you some kind of crazy by the end. It, it would have been nice, and you know, we'll get into the the, the format of this game as we go here. But uh, there are certainly stepping stones that should. It, Definitely should have changed uh, throughout the, the gameplay, uh, and it does not. It's the same thing when you're on the path, day or night, throughout the whole fucking game. Which yeah, that, I, I, that, that's its own interesting thing too. That you it goes to nighttime, uh, and it still doesn't change. You know, that right. extra logical choice to to have had a music change of some kind for the path. But. Yeah, I don't know. Did they have fucking run out of like memory space or something? Like, there's only minimum. What's the, it's LJN. The, what's the minimum amount we can get this game out of this bullshit developer house that we uh, that they uh, pawned off these development jobs to? You know, the answer is four musical pieces. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they went with. Correct. So each, yeah, you, like I said, you pick your character and you can change your characters throughout the game. So uh, it's significant to say that each character has their own weaponry upgrade tree. I mean, it's the same weapons, but. The actual, like, their individual, where they're at individually on that upgrade tree is unique to each character, and it stays that way. So, like, if you pick up the knife is the the most common uh, found upgrade after these fucking rocks that you start with. Mm-hmm. So, if you if you pick that up with Mark, and then you switch over to uh, Debbie, I believe is one of the, the women uh, po- uh, options available to you. If you switch over to her, she has the rocks. And, you know, whatever you pick up with her stays with her. When you go back to Mark, 
he still has the knife. You know what right. I mean? So that is uh, notable to say because one of the, the you know, lighting those fireplaces is like the immediate flow chart of purpose. But even that is to get the torch, which, which is a weapon that you use to fight Jason with. Like everything is kind of about getting all the little uh, paths you can take of gameplay are about getting a better weapon with which to fight Jason, you know? So uh, that's significant to say that, you know, it's not, you don't get the ax or the pitchfork, which are, you know, some of the more elevated weapons you can get and get those for all the characters. So it, even more notable, if Mark dies with that ax, you lose the ax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is suck city uh even the torch you could spend all that time lighting these fucking fireplaces and even that's that's also unique too if you light three fire four fireplaces i think anyways i'm pretty sure this is true i hope it's not wrong but i think if you light four fireplaces with mark and then go to another character those four lit fireplaces do not carry over i don't think yeah i was wondering about this is a problem that i had actually was like I think Mark was doing a, the lion's share of the work, and then for whatever reason, I think it was just like easier for me to do like another one or something. I started walking around the cabins, and I found them to be unlit. Yep. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Which like, you know, part of it, it certainly doesn't make any fucking narrative sense, of course. But the because they are, the, you know, they they uh, all the counselors are in different cabins spread throughout the map. So if you didn't have to use the same guy to go around and do it, or the same character to go around and do them all, it would be... I mean, you would still have to go out with each character and get the lighter, which, you know... I sh I, actually, I shouldn't even say it. That's It's like, those are everywhere. You get lighters constantly. From I was going to say, it's not all that difficult. Yeah, every third zombie has one of those. So even getting to the next cabin from the character you switch to, you'd get a lighter with no problem. So that's not even a fucking uh, a variable in this equation. <laughs> but yeah, so if you could switch to each one, you could just go to the nearby cabin or two there really wouldn't be any risk. You wouldn't have to deal with the shit on the paths. You certainly have to deal with Jason attacking you on the paths, which is a huge uh, one of the hurdles um, or, or difficult things about this game. So there's some level of necessity to that, I suppose. But it, yeah, it certainly doesn't make any narrative sense, and it is extra frustrating. I mean, yeah, the, the way, you know, you, the, really the way I think is the most logical to approach this game is to you pick if Mark is probably the best example uh, because he jumps the highest. I guess we should have said that too. So like I think I think it's Mark and then one of the girls also can jump the highest and they also run the fastest. And they and also, that girl is yeah. Chrissy, right? So yeah, so there's yeah there's one guy one girl which is yeah that's insane that they can do both. Like if you have well to their drawback technically speaking, which ends up not mattering because you get stronger weapons is that Mark and I believe also Chrissy throw very slowly. Oh. Okay. So like slowly, especially when you're using the rocks. Too? I think it's the same damage. Okay. But like the point is like when you're throwing rocks it's like throw. 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 Whereas with somebody who throws fast it's just throw throw throw. Uh, okay. So All right. that's the but it doesn't fucking matter because you get things that kill quickly so. Right. You want the physical attributes more than the weapon attributes for sure. And yeah, I mean if if you can't if you can't jump as high as Mark does, and then if Chrissy's the 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 woman who can do it, the there's you have no hope on those, especially early on. I mean, once you get enough uh, a powerful enough weapon, you can get him to fuck off quick enough where it's not totally soul crushing to right. encounter him. But 
early on, the only you're gonna have to jump over him once to not get destroyed because <laughs> he because once he, he comes up on you and he's like he you know stays on you, he doesn't back up once he's fucking on top of you. Uh, right. once he gets to you on the path, you know, so if you can't jump over him, uh, you, you're fucked, you know, you're totally fucked. Uh, so using using Mark or Chrissy are really the only options, in my opinion, as your like main squeeze, basically. <laughs> you yeah, know, those those two are going to do most of the work, right? And yeah, so you, you you work with them to do the lighters or to do the fireplaces, get the better weapons, and you know, ultimately, you want the the, the tricky thing about that is because like you know, if you're doing that, then the rest of the game when when it, when a counselor gets attacked in the cabin, the easiest thing to do is just to switch to them. And, you know, you go into a small cabin and then you can switch to any other counselor in any other small cabin. And that's also how you get to the kids fastest, too, is what I would use. You know, I, I they I would I shouldn't even say that I stationed them near the cabins by the lake. They were already there. And like there were one or two counselors who were already on that little circle that goes right around the lake. And I would just go to a small cabin with Mark, switch to them, go into the lake, go to the cabins deal with jason with rocks <laughs> or right. maybe maybe lucky enough to have the knife uh that i picked up and save the kids go back to a cabin switch back to mark wherever he's at uh, i shouldn't say wherever he's at the shitty thing about that is mark would go back to his one cabin that was by the fucking cave every time which pissed me off because you know i was on my way to lighting a fireplace somewhere that was not in that little circle by the cave. <laughs> did, he go, did he go back to his, his house automatically? I didn't ever pick up on that. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It, well, it, you definitely, if you're in a cabin with someone else, I know for, for a fact. I'm pretty sure he did in general, though, too. Uh, in any event, you switch to the other counselor, go deal with the thing. But even if it's a counselor getting attacked, the easiest thing to do is, like I said, you go into a small cabin, switch to that uh, other counselor, and deal with Jason in that cabin. And with the counselor under attack and then go back to Mark and go back to your fireplace mission. Uh, the, the problem with that later on is Mark has the better weapon. And like the whole thing, you, you know, you get attacked by Jason and he, he, he only attacks you briefly. You can only take a little bit of damage. So the game is about a, a war of attrition. You know, you, you take a little bit of damage each time that you fight him. And obviously, if you have a better weapon, you can take more damage in that time that you have with him. You know, like they basically only let you hit him X number of times. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have a better weapon, you do more damage when you hit him and you have to do this fewer number of instances. But, you know, when, when a counselor gets attacked and so do the, when the kids get attacked, there's a timer. You have an act. You have, I think it's 60 seconds, maybe. Yes, or 60 Nintendo seconds, whatever. Yeah, that 60, means. Yeah, right, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever that times out. So yeah, you you have those 60 ticks on a, on a timer to get to wherever the fuck Jason's at, and the longer you take, the more damage either the counselor takes or the more kids that die <laughs> out of the 15 that you have uh, available to you at the start of the game. Mm. And so you you know ideally you would want to take Mark to wherever the fuck it's happening. So when you do fight him, you take more damage, or he takes more damage, you do more damage, but then you run the risk of that counselor taking more damage or kids dying, you know? So it's right. like, if, if he's not close by, or if he's not attacking someone close by, you're probably better off in the long run, because the whole thing is just keeping everyone alive, really, more right. so, you know, than, than you're not going to kill him on this battle, probably anyway, so... You know, ideally, you want to keep everyone alive and at full life as much as possible. So switching to them is probably the more, you know, it's a little bit of that's like 
that's kind of almost the strategy of the game is like how much cowboy shit do I want to try to do here? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like how, how fast do I want to try to get through this? Does it matter to me if George dies? I don't know. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Maybe, it, um, maybe not, but yeah, the, the, the best, yeah, you're just looking in that situation. You're, you're really just looking to spread the damage out over the characters that don't really mean anything like George and Paul and Debbie and the right. rest. And when you do, you know, we will get to it here, but once you, I yeah, will talk about that. I guess I'll, I'll save that till we get to it. But so anyway, so yeah, that's the fucking the way shit starts. You're getting, you're dealing with those zombies constantly. You're trying to get uh, a knife. Trying to, you're always trying to get as many cure vials as possible because when the, and I didn't know this until we started playing, but because there is like when you go into the cabins, the interface is you have these four kind of like action things you can do, uh, which I, I think there's there's cure, there's pass, there's take. There's, I think, change. You can correct, so you, yeah, yeah. So when you get in there, if another counselor's there, you can use change and change the other counselor right there instead of going to the map, which is a little bit of a useless, meaningless thing. But you can also take because in the cabins you will find things, sometimes weapons, uh, sometimes these notes that give you little tips about whatever uh, things in the game. Uh, you can also cure the other counselor if you have cure vials. So. Right. I always thought that was the only way to cure people because there is no cure yourself menu option. There's no start menu where you can go to to cure yourself or anything. So I always thought that that was like that the cures were not for you, you know. But we found out, and that that is 100% part of the strategy of the game is when you go all the way to zero on your on your life meter. If you have a cure vial, you get a little bit back. So it's kind of like an extended life meter for every cure vial you have, you know. Right, you do get cured, but it's just not in the way that you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, you can't do it voluntarily. And it, it is kind of annoying, too, because you, you get like a little, it's like a little bit of a pause kind of while you deal with that, you know? Right. So it, it would be nice, like in, in like your, you know, you're trying, you're, you're obviously real time trying to deal with fucking Jason and attack as much, attack his ass as fast and as much as possible. And when when it does the cure thing, you get like a little bit of a delay, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you're fucking it, busy. Right, yeah, because you're busy with Jason. So it would be, yeah, it would be super nice to be able to do that voluntarily in some way with a select button or something. Uh, but I think actually, you know what? I don't know if I tried the select button. Maybe you That's can. That's a good point. I don't know if I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in any event, it will heal you when you when you go to zero, and that is semi-nice of the developers to uh, have that as a function. That'd yeah. Be- that it's automatic that you don't just die with cure potions in your pocket that would be a bitch right then again, <laughs> LG, like you said lgn like yeah. what's the least we can do can you cure yourself fuck it nah right right oh, fine so the other significant thing about this weapon re-upgrade tree is you know starting with those rocks and they of course do the least damage which sucks shit uh inherently but that makes sense the shittiest part about them is they have an elliptical trajectory to their flight path that requires that you kneel down to to be able to hit the zombies unless they are super either close or super far away. So, uh, you know, if you're standing up, unless they're really close or really far away, you can't hit them. Just rock just flies right over their fucking head. So that's annoying as fuck to have to kneel down. Uh, and it puts you at risk because the zombies are moving at you and other zombies are coming up maybe on the other side of you. So, like, it, it, it makes the beginning harder than it should be because just because of the stupid flight path of these rocks that... 
obviously, if you were a human being and you're using fucking rocks to, to attack things with, you wouldn't throw them in an elliptical trajectory if they're directly in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you throw it at the thing that's right. fucking threatening you. Which you might not hit them every time, but you also wouldn't miss them every time. And like that, you know, uh, it's just a really annoying part about the beginning of this game, I, I found. Um, yeah. So... Uh, before, as we mentioned, you can really get anything going. You're going to get uh, I got, and you're going to get Jason attacking another counselor in a cabin immediately. So, the as we mentioned, you have to switch over to them, deal with them in the cabin, come back to Mark, go on your way. Uh, and the we talked about it a little bit, but when you go over to that cabin and you fucking encounter Jason, like you get a very defined battle. Every like uh, similarly defined battle structure every single time and you know you're in this pov view that you're in in all the cabins and like you have to it also kind of just sucks the way you have to find them like you go into the cabin when you walk in if, if you're not switching to the counselor themselves if you walk in as someone else you walk in the cabin the counselor is right there as soon as you walk in the door and they up again they're up against a wall <laughs> looking fucking super useless and uh they say thank you they thank you for coming um which is interesting I guess, no, it makes sense either way, but, like, it's interesting that, like, they're capable of dealing with them themselves if you switch to them, but they're thankful, like, a, 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 a helpless victim if you walk in as one of the other counselors, you know? Yeah, they, they, they actually do the same thing that the little children do. They're just like, hey, thanks. You're like, fucking get busy, dude. Yeah, which is interesting. They, they could have thrown a little bit of variance in there. But, so, yeah, so you walk in, you, you encounter the counselor of the kids immediately, and they thank you. <laughs> Or, like I said, you start in the same screen if you just switch to the counselor. Uh, and <clears throat> from there, you have to, like, walk around. You don't get, like, there's no radar or anything. You just have to randomly, which also you wouldn't want. I mean, you sh it should be, like, random when you find him. That makes sense. But the way you randomly find him is dumb as fuck. Because, like, the way the those POV things in the cabins work, you... Like, if you walk... Okay, so you, like... I don't know, the small cabins in particular, what are there? there? Are there four, like, data points? Like, if you, if you, were, to look, if you were to make a graph paper map of, right. those, of those cabins, are they, like, a, 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 a three-by-three matrix or a four-by-four? Four? They're, they're, they're definitely small. And it might be four-by-four four. Right, or two-by-two. Two-by, two yeah, sorry, two-by-two two would be the right way to say it. You're right. right. Uh, in any event... However many it is, when you walk onto one of those, say it's only four, onto one of those data points, one of those squares on the graph paper, you turn. You you like you you have to actually like you hit right, and your character looks like he's walking somewhere, but he's not. He's just turning, and it turns it turns your POV view to another wall of the four walls on of that or. Maybe not a wall, but like, you know, look in the direction of one of the four options, uh, directions to look from that same square. You didn't move. You have to hit. Yeah, up. you are now looking to the right of what you previously were. Exactly. To. Yeah. If you want to walk, if you're if you're on the upper left quadrant of a four, of a two by two matrix, and you want to walk to the upper right quadrant, you have to, and you came from the bottom left quadrant, you have to hit right, turn to the right, and then hold up and walk up one. You know. Right. Uh, walk forward, so to say. Right. And that would be fine. That wouldn't bother me. But the way you find Jason is you have to walk to each of those 
data points uh, of those squares on your on your hypothetical graph paper and turn yourself all four directions to check to see if he is on that view you know that pov yeah. wall like you can be in that room with him but not encounter him because you're not looking at him right which is fucking insane especially yeah. in a two by two <laughs> like for anybody that's ever met a human being in a room that's not how it works <laughs> at all uh, and yeah, that's that's dumb and tedious. I think that's a really shitty design choice. Like uh, the you know the the rebuttal to this would be then you know it would be there'd be no looking for him at all and no you know they're, what they're, what I imagine they're going for here with this is that like unknown anticipate anticipation of an, an an associated fear with not knowing where Jason is and he he's gonna attack me any second now you know and like the yeah. longer they can draw that out of course that's how the human condition works and I get trying to tap into that but I hated their way of doing it it annoyed the shit out of me and the, you know you play this game with the again the when you get when we get into the actual flow chart of the total game of a uh, gameplay uh structure here it's like Oh, you got to eliminate all the tedious shit to make this even kind of fun. <laughs> right. And and then that's kind of like, yeah, it ends up being like all you're really left with is all the tedious shit and just uh, does not make for a good game. Not to jump ahead, but yeah, it gets rough sometimes. <laughs> jump ahead. Yeah. So anyways, eventually doing this dumb little uh, activity, you will find him and he is big and blue and purple. And uh, early on, he can be barehanded. He might not even have a weapon, uh, but uh, eventually, uh, slash sometimes, he is wielding some badass weapon. Uh, I believe only a machete or an axe are the only two I can think of encountering. I don't think... That's all I found, yeah. He ever has anything else. So it's either... He has one of those two weapons. And he moves around on what amounts to a figure eight-shaped track that's on its side in front of you, right? So, well, no, that's a lie. He can actually move... He can he can he can split the difference on the figure eight pad, like the three figure eight channels that uh, a figure eight on its side would be. He can actually split the difference. So there's like he can move in front of you, right in front of you, back and forth across the entire width of the screen. He can he can take this step back to the back of the room and also move all the way uh, left to right. And then in there's the like corners. Right, and the, yeah, then there's like five tracks that he can move between those two planes on. You know, there's direct middle, which is uh, like I said, I already suggested where where you, I think we learn to stand constantly, so you're, you're never even available to him on the other tracks, because it's about just uh, what the, the battling him is is just about timing when he's going to pass by that middle point on the on the nearest plane to you you know and that's when he's going to whack your ass with his weapon or his hand so just learning to time you, you like you hold kind of a bottom like a down and right or a down and left to dodge uh learning when to do that and the timing of it is the entire mechanic of the these battles you know yeah we mastered that in nashville very quickly right uh for for this this early on the, these battles it they, they get more complicated and he gets much faster and they the paces change later on so it they're they're they introduce some variance to this a little bit over the course of the game but in its barest form uh that is the entire battle mechanic you know and yeah, like is that just pattern recognition yep and yeah i mean like even within 
you know, it's not that he does the same pattern for every battle, like he does change his pattern in battles, but there's still only, I would say, maybe four or five different movement patterns that you do have to learn and be able to ID to properly react to them in time right. to not get your ass whacked. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. This is just... Considering this is the, like... This is like the meat of the burger in the game, you know? And it's not enough to make any of the other shit worth it, basically. It's just not, you know? Uh, and that's a bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Where are we in the in the review? Like, uh, what are we going to talk about next? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I you know, I... We're, we're on day one still in my, like, thought of... How right. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, that, that really is... Uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, I'm getting some text. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the the you know you I, the actual counterattacking happens really on the back pedal. So if you stay a center mass, like I think you should, like we think you should, uh, your opportunity to hit him with your weapon, which you throw, just like on the paths, is when he is on that middle track, moving from the nearest plane to the furthest to the back of the room. So as he steps back in the room, that's when you need that's to attack because you're completely yeah. safe at that point. Yeah, he cannot. And you will you. be for a minute. Minute is shouldn't say minute, but a, a okay, month, yes, a beat. <laughs> yeah, you you will be safe for a little bit there. Yeah, for a that's beat. Just, that the thing about that is like later on, even that changes changes a little bit because he he will learn to or not learn to, but he will start to. You know, sometimes, because like he's doing that back pedal, and you're like, okay, I'm safe, I can start attacking. Sometimes he will start that back pedal as like a little juke move, and then come right back at your ass. Yeah. You know, so you got to learn. That's also one of his patterns that you have to learn uh, to not get your ass whacked. Also, so. Right. But yes, on this first day, he's moving the slowest, of course, that he will move throughout the what will be three days of gameplay, and the. Uh, you know, it's it's easiest to master, of course, or relatively easy to master on this first day. So, um, yeah, I mean, that first one he was dealing, he was fucking attacking George. So it was George that I I, I switched to and got back to Mark. And then you get into the you get, you get into the, the the big cabins, and Jason is not in those. <laughs> so so you're just wandering around an empty cabin, in that, and they're they're slightly bigger too, as we mentioned. You can tell from the outside of them that they're bigger. And maybe you want to say then in this case, if we're calling that a two by two on the small cabins, maybe these are a, a three by two um, layout, possibly. I uh, think so. I'm actually watching a playthrough right now, and three by two makes, yeah, that's about what it is. Same. It's like offset a little bit, but it is right. Right. So, yeah, so you have to go into these fuckers, and you, you do, you know, they are all identical, so you eventually learn. The so you're not walking initially. You're walking. You're just like with the looking for Jason. You're walking to them and you're just like going to each space and turning in all four directions to try to find the fireplace. Uh, eventually, you will learn uh, by, by by the eighth one. You will learn where they are and you're not doing that total fucking search thing. Right. But you go in, you find the fireplaces. All you have to do, you know, it's automatic. As soon as you see the fireplace, he just lights it with or they light it with the fire the the lighter and then that one of eight cabins is lit. And the you also find, as I mentioned, you sometimes will find notes in these cabins. And I, in my first cabin, I found my first note, and the, the, that note read, "Go into one of the cabins by the lake." And <laughs> yeah. fuck you. 
semi semi vague, but uh, I believe, and I, I'm pretty sure I I uh, validated this belief later on in the game. I believe these are uh, these all these notes are tipping you off on weaponry pickups. Um, mm. Yeah, so I believe this is it's, it's telling you you can you can just find a fucking torch <laughs> uh, in these fucking things. Uh, or oh, there's also I think the machete is a pickup via this and. Maybe there's another one of the weapons that you can pick up this way. But anyhow, that was the first note. So uh, I got the knife after that. Like I said, that's the second one. Uh, and that is so much better from a firing standpoint. <laughs> so much. Like, yeah, it actually becomes a, almost a different game when you get the knife, which is very quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, yeah, if you, yeah, I, it's honestly uh, uh, to my discredit that I didn't have this before even i guess you know like i said jason fucking attacks immediately and that's what i wouldn't dealt with but if you spend any time farming at all you're going to find a knife uh it's actually too it's it's so they're so fucking frequent and and uh, uh everywhere that later on in the game when you have a good weapon you are at risk of accidentally picking them up yeah you'll fuck around and pick a knife up and then you're really fucked that's super piss you off because you can lose the torch, pitchfork, fucking axe, knife, or machete, rather, anything, uh, right. and go back to lower, that lower, shittier weapon, which is a biatch. So yeah. the we didn't mention it, but with the with the rocks, it takes four of those fuckers to kill the zombies. So when you get the knife, that cuts in half to two, which is of course nice. That it both flies in a better direction or in a, in a better trajectory, and also half the damage or half the number of attacks. Yeah, it's nice. a guaranteed hit because it travels the whole screen, and it it kills them faster like that is just better no matter how you cut it yep yep uh and then shortly thereafter i was attacked by jason on the path for the very first time and no joke dude this very first one was like you know we had that trouble when we were playing together so i knew this was like this is one of the major things i'm gonna have to figure out in order to not chuck my fucking laptop off the terrace (laughs) uh into the dog run behind my apartment complex (laughs) the so I, I safe scum this fucking battle at least a dozen times uh, and took damage every time, trying every possible thing, jumping over and you know, whatever. Uh, to the, I, I was so frustrated that I Googled, like, trying, like, I, I need to find a solution to this or I'm going right. to fucking not get anywhere in this game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I Googled it, and the best advice I could find, dude, was to shoot him as fast as possible. Yep. Like, I like, that's the best thing I could find, uh, which is a total crock of shit, of course. You know, there's no better thing to do. Um, I did devise, as I mentioned already, I did devise, like I said, you you know, the other enemy stops showing up so you can get a, a little bit of a feel. So, you know, if you're able to perceive that, the logical thing to do is run to the left side of the screen as fast as possible, get there so you're as far away from him as possible. It's like when you, when he comes in, like he, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but this is how I felt, he would throw his weapon when you jumped. So if you, if you don't jump, as he's coming at you, he doesn't start throwing his weapon until he gets rather close. So when he first comes on, you do have, if you stay grounded, some time to just fire at his ass from afar as fast as possible. So mm-hmm. there's that slight leniency they give you with the interaction with him. But once, as I mentioned, once he gets on top of you, he just stays on you. So you you have, if you haven't, if you have, you know, a shitty fucking rocks or knives, you're not going to get his ass off the screen before he gets to you. So you have to, you're going to have to jump over him if you're going to avoid any damage at all. And like, dude, I probably got into the 20s of safe scumming loads before I was able to pull it off where I 
hit his ass a bunch as he came to me, timed the jump right, and then timed the subsequent jumps right because you're jumping, so he's throwing things as soon as you get over his head uh, as well, and like timing those jumps to get to the other side of the screen to not get hit by the fucking machetes he's throwing at you and hit his ass with enough times that he would run off the screen. And, I, you know, it's funny, like, saying that, explaining that interaction, like, I'm surprised. I don't I feel like I would have wrote it down if he did so. I'm surprised when, when you kill his ass that way that he doesn't hit you as you lose, because the game freezes when you when you when you hit him enough times, you freeze. The game, the, the screen kind of scrolls a little bit, and he runs off and back to the right. So, because in that successful interaction, I was on the right side of him. I'm surprised that when you don't have control of your character and he runs off, that you don't take damage when he goes mm. through you. <laughs> yeah, see, that never that never happened to me. But yeah, I would not. If you told me you did all that and then like in, <laughs> in, in, anyways. inability yeah. to control it at all, if you were like, yeah, then I took damage. I'd be like, yeah, it's Friday Thirteenth, dude. <laughs> yeah, fucking LJ <laughs> pricks. Yeah, I my, my experience. What was it? Um, I, I'm you know honestly, what I had to say about that, I'm surprised that you were able to do that at all, even with save states. Dude, I mean, like you know, it, it was. It, I honestly feel it. It was like not a glitch but like that is with you know with any level of aptitude i think that's still a one in 20 some situation you know what i mean right like even if you did that without it that's only going to be successful at the same rate yep so yeah, yeah I, I don't feel like uh i figured it out or anything <laughs> yeah, cause, well the thing is i was going to get at is like you didn't because there's no fucking way to manage those fights you just have to pummel him as quickly as possible as much as possible and hope, and hope you don't die <laughs> and hope for the fucking best yeah right which is man that's brutal especially again the way this game goes you know like it's a yeah i guess you do because there are yeah we've said it enough times now it's like we're fucking teasing this the you know there's you go through three days in this game and that's like the the way the game works you go through day and then it goes to night and then you have to kill jason over the course of the night at some point and then that turns into the next day and when you go to the next day everyone gets healed you don't get kids back any kids who have died you do not get replenished so if two kids die on the first day when you start the second day you're still at 13 but all the counselors I never because I was safe coming never had anyone actually die on my on my as I was really going through the game and getting to an, another day so I, I don't think any of the the I, I would I'd be surprised if the counselors get revived but whatever damage as long as they're not dead whatever damage they do have gets negated and they go back to full life at the start of a new day so right. if you can get them to survive and get to the next day everyone at least does heal so you don't have to fucking you know that would be incredibly brutal. And they probably started that as their in their development fucking timeline. They probably started that way where everyone doesn't get healed and they were like, this is impossible. Yeah, the <laughs> testers came in, they're like, I don't know what to do and I'm dying. Like, please stop it. <laughs> some level of reprieve here, you bastard. Right. Fucking give me a hint at the beginning of the game and some life every other day. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, not long after this, I know I got the key like during that Jason fight too, so I got that. And like I said, that will have uh, application later on. But something I noticed not long after that, so pretty early on in the game, still here, is it's incredibly frustrating and and almost borderline. You're just taking. There's nothing, you know. Maybe I got better at it, and it happened less like as as I went into the game. But early on, like I would even knowing that tell for the zombies, there were times where I would still get hit by one coming out of the ground faster mm -hmm. than I was able to act to their tell. Uh, and that, you know, for the most basic of enemies, like you know, you should be able to figure out. I feel like 
you know, uh, what's what would be the right phrase? Like the proper etiquette for an NES game would be the most basic of enemies I should be able to figure out inside of like a minute of playing the game. You know, I should right. be able to figure out how to navigate those with no trouble inside of a minute, you know, and the idea that I could be playing this game for 10 or an arcade, we played 45 minutes in Nashville for an hour and still be getting hit by the most basic of enemies, like on a semi-regular basis is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It would seriously be like playing Mario, but like you couldn't necessarily easily navigate Goombas. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, is anybody that's played Mario knows how to deal with that shit after the first Goomba. Yep. And these are very similar, except fuck you, they damage you, and you can't avoid them sometimes. So three cabins into the, the fireplace uh, mission, I found another note, and that note read, there's a machete hidden somewhere in the cave. So you know, that's another example of notes about weapons. Mm -hmm. And I got my first attack on the tot uh, on the lake shortly that, thereafter. So you know, I was able to get a little bit done before that happened to me for, for the first time. And yeah, I mean, the... You know, we I kind of we we already beat that horse to death. I think there's really nothing to say. Like you're switching to another camp counselor near the lake, running your ass in there as fast as possible, and dealing with Jason just like all the other times you deal with Jason for those. So, um, yeah, I did some some serious scumming too, figuring out as I already mentioned the the way the ravens worked or the the crows or whatever the fuck those birds are, and you know how to deal with oscillating between. Dealing with the zombies jumping out of the water and those, and then also the Jason shit, you know. So uh, that is its own difficult flowchart for sure. Um, I the, the I, so you, I can't believe you actually had the. How the fuck did you let the kids die entirely? I feel like that's one of the easier parts about this game. <laughs> like I, I never got below thirteen. I don't think playing pretty far I, into the game. I think I might have gotten like this. Might have been at the point which I gave up. And I stopped going to help them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like I was like, okay, I just got to do like this one last thing, and then like, okay, I'll take care of this. And then as soon as I thought that it was like Jason's attacking the kids, I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> these kids, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is a job. These aren't even my kids. <laughs> right, fuck, I'm getting paid less than minimum wage, man. It's like the mid '80s. This is ugh, fuck that. So yeah, they that I just got fucking sick of it and gave up. I think I might. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how far I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I I told you I got I think I got all the fireplaces lit except one, and then I tried to light the other one, the last one with a different character that wasn't Mark, and it like fucked up my whole deal. Like the the other ones weren't lit or some shit, and I was like, nah, I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> so I let the kids die. Fuck them. <laughs> that's funny. So did Mark Mark died, and that's how that happened, or you just switched? To no, something? no, the the kids had died. Like. I was off to do some other shit, and then, like, I just didn't get to the kids in time. I thought it made. I understand that, but I'm saying, like, what was the impetus for ha trying to light that last fireplace with another character? Oh, I think it was like right next to somebody. Ah, oh, right, yeah, okay. yeah. So it was like, oh, I can walk across the entire map, or I can just switch to Debbie, and we're good to go. Right. Switch to Debbie, and it was all fucked up. Right. Okay. So yeah, so I was uh, I was up to four uh and five on the fireplace trail. Uh, with the two cabins by the cave. And then I headed back to basically the only ones that were left were at the lake. So I headed over there and actually stumbled across the machete on the path. I got it as a, a pickup from the zombies. Yeah, I think I ended up with that one on the path too, actually. Yeah, which is extra nice. So like that, it kills, kills the zombies in one hit, which is nice, of course, and, and does some uh, 
actually noticeable damage to Jason. Because, like, basically with the rocks and the knives, when you encounter Jason in those cabins, you're maybe getting two clicks off his life meter. And his life meter has, I don't even what would that be, like fucking 30 or something? You yeah, know, it's, it's a lot. Yep. Uh, for Compared to how little damage you do early on. It's definitely a lot. Also, real quick, we can talk about that. The... Um... The interface, as far as the life bar goes, is actually very shitty. And, and like it's all those yes, little yes, tiny. Yes, yes, I agree. But what? <laughs> it's all those little <laughs> tiny ticks, dude. Like, just give me like five health or something, like, or, or just like fifteen or whatever it is. But like, that system is weird and not intuitive and easy to understand. No, it could have been yeah, yeah. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even entirely confident that. You know, I was I, I wasn't like writing numbers down of how many fucking clicks were left on the meter or anything, but like I, I feel like it didn't necessarily. It wasn't exactly the same every time. Maybe I encountered him relative to where I left him last. Like I feel like that was a little bit of a all over the place thing that I don't have any proof for, but it would not surprise me at all. It, when it comes to Jason battles, it doesn't even really matter. You just need to hit him a lot and fast. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And. One of the cool things, well, we'll get there, but, you know, it, it, uh, all the bitching I want to do about those Jason battles in the cabins, it does do one thing that I was, like, I was so thankful for <laughs> uh, at the tail end of it. But, uh, yeah, so I got to the, 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 the first of two Lake Path fireplace cabins that I had left. I got, got the first one, uh, and there was a note in there that told me to go into the cabin near the cave, uh, and the second cabin scored me the flashlight. So I didn't even, I don't think I even lit all the cabins. I think I only got like seven of them, maybe, and uh, out of the eight possible, which surprised me. I thought I had to do all eight to make that happen. So you get the flashlight, and that's like you know that's your that's like the big thing that you're the first big stepping stone of this game. So it should be exciting, <laughs> uh, but it's not particularly exciting. You get to get you, now you got the flashlight and you pick it up and okay, like now what? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like so, it doesn't tell you like all right now you need to go to the cave. It's just like. Right. Which, that's what the flashlight does, yes, if you were able to include it or stumble into it. Uh, I guess there's some level of, like, what the fuck else would the flashlight be for. Right, because you probably did go to the cave, and it was yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. And now you have a flashlight. If if that doesn't hint to what you need to do, then I... Yeah, maybe LGN can't help you. <laughs> True or LJN, sorry. True, fair, fair enough. So, yeah, so you get the flashlight, so that's, yeah, what am I going to do now? I'm, uh, I guess I'm going to the cave, right? Going so, to the darkness, right. Right, so... The like you go into the cave and like now you can see yes it's lit up uh but it sucks in there yeah. <laughs> like it absolutely sucks. there's that like you go to the right and you immediately encounter these a wolf and the wolf is like you're not there's no way it's another example there's just no way you're getting out of that without fucking taking some damage uh if you encounter a wolf like you like they run through you basically just runs back and forth through you uh and you're you know not to mention you're on these broken up paths that make up the cave structure which is a crazy ass cave <laughs> this is actually what happened to me i was in the forest i remember now and i had i was using mark and this i forgot that wolves were in the game and i was just like cruising around killing zombies in the forest and then i heard that woo, and then a fucking wolf came and oh, jumped. Out? that's kind of yeah cool, yeah it fucking came out of the side of the screen fast as shit jumped hit me right in the face and killed mark and i was like yep fuck these kids <laughs> Can't help you. That's good. Yeah, the wolves are a biatch. So, like, yeah, you know, as I mentioned, like, I go into the cave, and I went right first because that's how the Nintendo brain works. And immediately encountered a wolf, and that was a bitch. So I was like, fuck that. Safe scum, load. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it was like, I'm going to go left. And like the first thing, the first door you encounter to go up, going left, takes you to Jason's mom's head cabin thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so exactly where you need to go. Yep. So completely lucked out there. Um, I guess that was semi-nice of them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah they, they could have done the classic Nintendo, like, maze shit. Like, right. go left three times. Which, down. yeah, I mean, you know, that, that cave probably is, like, a total fuckstorm of... Uh, of I, I should actually, I'm surprised I didn't look up a map of it just to see how fucked it is, but... Right, but they actually do make the solution fairly simple. Yep. If, if you luck in, if, if, you know, if you're lucky, if, 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 you're, if, you're, if you can think outside the box enough to go left. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you know, like I say, your Nintendo brain might not uh, intuit you to doing. But try, try different things, kids. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. Don't, 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 don't let society send you down the path they choose for you. The right path. Blaze your own path, or your own path. The so yeah, so go like you go into that thing, and then you 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 go into the POV mode, and the you're at like you're outside of a door, and. Hopefully you have lucked into picking up with a key, and the key is pretty also much like the lighter. It's kind of fucking everywhere. So yeah, you're gonna uh, get the key. Yeah, odds are you already have it. It's not like this is a hard thing to find. But you get to that door, and if you don't have a key, you're fucked. But if you have the key, you can go through the door, and then you're in this. It's supposed to be like Jason's lair, and of course, Jason's he keeps his mom's head. If you've ever seen the movies, <laughs> uh, in his little fucking shrine thing, uh, in his cabin where he keeps all his weapons and shit. So. Uh, I don't think I'd ever even found her as a kid, dude. It was the first I, like I went in there and like I'm, I, it was I'd seen the picture, the screenshot, wherever before, but I don't think I ever personally experienced uh battling the the mom head. Did you you had to have because I did. Like as soon as I saw the the mom head in the playthrough, because I didn't quite make it to, her, I was going to her, but I didn't quite make it. Um, as soon as I saw it, I, I vividly remembered it. So you definitely. Well, I, mean, I'm, I remember it, but I'm telling you, I don't think I ever. I'm pretty sure. Dude, because I, I, you know, I'd be surprised because I, I know I've been there. I feel you were like better than me, so I feel like there's no chance that I wouldn't remember that door being immediately to the left if I had been in there myself. I guess it's possible I lucked into it at some point, but right. uh, I definitely didn't know how to deal with with battling her. Not that it's terribly complicated, uh, but you know, she basically, you know, she the, the you walk in the door. You see her, she's on this, like, altar-type thing, and then her head, uh, after a beat, her head moves up to the top of the screen and starts moving back and forth, left to right, and she does this kind of swoop at an angle thing at you that uh, you kind of got to outrun, I guess, is the dodge move, and then when it when she flies back up is when, just like you know, battling Jason as she's flying back, you try to pepper her ass as much as possible. And doing that on this first day here, uh, I did kill her. I took some serious damage, but I was able to kill her. Yeah, and she seems like harder enough. than Jason. Yeah, it felt like enough of a victory that I just rolled with it and didn't save scum. Oh, yeah. uh, or load, rather. So I got the axe from that. So now I have the axe, and that's like, all right, let's party. Sure. <laughs> you know, As one uh, does when they have an axe. Right. So And like also, there's like, what else? What the fuck do I do now? Like, what else is there to do besides kill Jason, I guess? So, all right, let's do that. So now I'm just wandering around. Looking for Jason. Yep, trying to find cure vials also, stockpile those as much as possible, which I, I felt like... Now, you still have Mark at this point? Yes, yep, okay. still, still Mark. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was not, I feel like I was not finding cure vials as much as I feel like I used to, I, we would find them as kids, but mm. who knows. And 
yeah, basically did try. And, I, and as I mentioned before, I was trying to track him, you know, when he would attack a counselor, I would try to get Mark's ass there if possible. Uh, and, and, and be the one, uh, attacking him with the ax as opposed to whatever fucking rocks or whatever the, the other counselor I have. gravel. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, that makes me think, do you remember when you hit me in the face with drywall, drywall gravel? Yeah. Well, yes, but here's the stupid thing about that, that we are both at fault for. We chose as an activity. Yeah. The two of us to stand one at each end of the driveway at Mad Mike's house and just launch. And the gravel at Mad Mike's was not little pebble gravel. No. The gravel was like the size of just a little smaller than a golf ball, I would say, maybe. The bulk of them, you know, like maybe oh, yeah. two thirds the size of a, of, of, a, of a golf ball. And they were like, what, what is that? Like granite, maybe those were? I don't know exactly what it is. But lime, I, lime, I, limestone, I think. They're chalky. I think it might have been limestone. Yeah. Yeah. I have a house now. And like, yeah, it's a thing I deal with sometimes. But um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Right. Yeah. So we chose to stand at each end of the driveway. And that was something we just did for a while is throwing rocks at each other with yep. what was our. I don't know. What was the like, what was the good outcome? <laughs> you know, the crazy thing also about it is, is we were just about to go rent. My mom was going to take us to go rent video games at campus. Oh, and that, and she that's when it was down by IGA. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, when it was like the multiple, multiple level. That's where you rented yeah. Buck Rogers, but you cannot remember it for some reason. Um, but we were going there to rent that. We were going there to rent games. And while my mom was, you know, doing the adult stuff to get ready, come on, but she, she was inside and we were outside, you know, rear and to go. And we had to do something to occupy the time. So we started throwing rocks at each other. Idiots. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I remember taking my sock off and trying to deal with your bleeding eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, you did take your sock. I think we went actually back into one of our forts in the tree line. Oh, my and God. And you administered the medical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Those were insane. That's crazy behavior. I mean, kids are fucking stupid, dude. It's actually, I don't know. It is insane, but it's also very interesting that we were trying to build a home <laughs> outside of the house. In the what, our forts in the, in the tree lawn or the tree yeah. thing? Yeah, we were trying to build a home that we could, you know. Yeah, dude, that's what every kid does. That's not crazy. No, it's not. not yeah, I'm not saying it's crazy, but it's funny to me that, like, I don't know, try to get the, like, any way possible trying to get out of that house. <laughs> right, yeah. Anytime we can get out of there, we did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, we were like fucking scrap materials building, like, and they were like literal garbage that we were finding. Literally <laughs> with garbage, yeah. Uh, that was crazy. I remember trying to dig a pond out in that tree line. Yeah, there was three. There was one to the left of the house when you went out the back. Yeah. And I right. feel like, why did we move it? Like, I think, like, maybe that Matt... was you. You were fucking crazy. <laughs> it, was... it was like a better location or something. But they were like literally. I'm I'm not joking. They were like 200 feet apart. Well, I remember. Yeah, the one was directly behind the house, like kind of straight back out that back window, and the other one was much closer to the quarry, almost almost off the property, like maybe even slightly yeah. off the property uh, line. Yeah, uh, it actually could have been that little triangle at the end. Yeah, that at little the intersection, field. which is an ours. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then there was also one back to the cornfield, if you remember that one down by the uh, the creek. Yeah, I feel like that one didn't get very developed, though. It didn't. It should have, though, because that was actually the best spot. <laughs> yeah, right. There was definitely... Which I remember we found fucking... Dude, we found, like, deer bones one time. I remember putting those in a suitcase and bringing, like, this little children's suitcase I yeah, had that had, like, a little... 
had like a cowboy on the fucking look at this little blue cute suitcase and I filled it with the bones from that deer. And I think I, in my mind they were not deer. <laughs> yeah, I think like you I... thought they were like people and you just uncovered like a murder. <laughs> and then took them back and put them put it in the drawer of that bed with the two big ass drawers that you eventually got after I yeah. left. Uh in like the drawer that the little cube nightstand sat in front of so you couldn't even like I, like in, in my head I must have been like I'm yes I'm hiding the dead body. <laughs> oh my god what an idiot. <laughs> what a crazy ass thing. Yeah, how disgusting is that? Oh my That's god. Absolutely disgusting, dude. Decaying fucking animal carcasses under like, your bed. I, the fact that I even touched them. Did I touch them with my hands? How did I get them in the suitcase? <laughs> Either your hands. Humans can pick things up with two things, their hands or their mouth. So you tell me. <laughs> well, we, you know, we could have potentially used like a cloth or something too, but I don't know. That's a great, that's a that's an interesting little memory tangent there that I had forgotten about. Yeah. So yeah, so I hit you with the fucking rocks, and uh, yeah, it turns out the rocks on Friday the Thirteenth not as much of a joke as we thought because I caught one <laughs> in the face once and you were, you it were, did some damage to the point that Deb was so pissed off that she wouldn't take us to get the games. Right, that was the deal. I think we actually did end up going to get the game. I did think we really? We, I think you stopped. I remember her being for, super upset. See, she I was, thought in my in my story we got away with it. Oh no, she came out. She found it, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, her child's bleeding. You were ble- you were, yeah, you were bleeding. Yeah, there was no way around. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we didn't get games like, that day. It was like right on your eye ridge. You're like your eyebrow ridge. Yeah, it was my right eye, like right on the, the eye, literally the brow, like the hair is where it hit. Yeah, like nanometers from putting your eye out, probably. <laughs> right, or probably even worse in our parents' mind, breaking my glasses. <laughs> right, right, right. I got two eyes, and those were free. But the glasses they had to pay for, so uh, yeah, yeah. You take an eye out, no big deal. I got one left. You break those glasses, that's like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, what the fuck got us out of that? The <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, you fucking found Jason, killed his ass, and like the 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 cool thing again, the the, the concession I mentioned earlier that is, uh, I appreciate is when you get down towards the end of the meter, the life meter, like normally he goes away after, you know, said however many hits it would be. But when you get to a certain point and it's longer than it would normally be otherwise, uh, he stays and you can just finish his ass off. Uh, I would say maybe eight clicks-ish, six or eight clicks or something on that little life meter, which is longer than the two you usually get (laughs) before he runs away, you know. So that was nice. And when I got to that point and he stayed and I was able to totally finish him off uh, I was very happy about that that I didn't have to go do this through the cycle additional times Right. but I was wrong in actuality because when you kill him you get cuts to a screen and he's like kind of dead land slumped over uh, and it's it gives the message it gives you is watch out Jason's still alive and stronger than before so as I already mentioned, everyone gets healed and a new day starts. So you're actually in the day too, because like the, the the progression of that first day is you get it turns becomes night at some point. And I'm not sure exactly what caused that either. I don't have an exact catalyst as to why it becomes goes day to night. It's not like Simon's Quest where it stops and tells you like the night has begun or anything. It's just like you you, you can even kind of see the sun going down at some point. It gets like kind of dusky, you know. Yeah, the, the sky's like yellow orangey. Right, and then it's black and then like even in, it's cool too I, i'll give credit for this too inside the cabins the lighting changes to yep, kind of that's true and they didn't have to do that so good yeah. for them 
Yeah, that was cool. That would have been an easy corner to cut, let's say. Yeah, for sure. To change to not swap that color palette out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I don't know why it happens, though, but it becomes nighttime. So when you start this next day, it is daytime again and the kids are replenished with health. You do have still you have the same weapons and all your items and shit, which is also nice. You don't have to do that whole fucking uh, weapon tree thing again. Um, but holy shit, is Jason faster in the cabins now? <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> like I said, I didn't make it to I didn't make it there myself, but then I, I watched a playthrough when I got sick of the game. And uh yeah, he's much fucking faster. The patterns are the same. For the most um, part. Yeah. For the most part. They they there seems to be a little bit of a variance with the fake outs, but um Yeah. The big thing is like and he the, is fucking he, he lightning fast now. Yeah, he can change his speed. Like he's not lightning fast the whole time. So like you can kind of be what you think is a you can be in what you think is a groove in fighting him and then suddenly his speed will change and it'll turn into a fucking getting your ass whacked because you didn't see it coming you know the, the yeah, speed yeah. necessarily so yeah he'll come from the other side of the room to the center very quickly and fucking yep. clock you upside the head with a machete yep. and that gets and, your attention yeah and usually when he's in that like the 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 lightning fast greased lightning <laughs> uh speed he um uh, <laughs> he, he does the double whack thing Mm-hmm. more frequently uh and that is you know that's really where it's tough it's not even it's like you can you know you can know it's coming but just the mechanic of ducking twice quickly in a row is not the easiest thing in the world to do just with the controller functionally you know right because your character has to go through the animation yep and then get back so and you have to like also push the buttons in anticipation while they're doing the animation. right yeah it is tricky slow yeah i, I i'm I, it, it makes it, it it's it's reminding me of something some oh maybe yeah kind of tyson-y it's all it's a little, oh, it's a little like tyson's punch out to kind of like yeah the uh, mike tyson's punch out is much more responsive and, and quick twitch uh for sure but there are there are there is an aspect to mike tyson's punch out where you you know you need some like those uh kind of the you know the great tiger or the super macho man where they're like spinning and doing a, a spin punch or some kind of sort of circular repetitive thing where you need to you know you're not really reacting you just need to understand inherently the timing required in order to do this uh and you're not really you, you probably shouldn't even be watching the screen <laughs> yeah know? it's actually not that important yep uh you just need to understand the exact number of frames that your mind has to wait before you depress the fucking d-pad uh so that's tough <laughs> yeah it's it a little tricky Yep. I should say I can imagine it'll be tricky at that speed because the first speed is actually quite manageable. For sure, yeah, he's super slow on the first day. This this is actually like probably too drastic of a jump from, from one yeah. to two. Yep. And so yeah, I went through all you know. There's really nothing to say about the second day other than I went through all the tedious bullshit of of hunting him down and waxing him a second time uh, with Mark and my axe, only to get. Uh, cuts to another screen where he's slumped over the thing again or slumped down again and says, you still haven't defeated Jason and he's even stronger. And I was like, at the end of that second day and that happened, I was like, what the fuck, man? Come on. No way we're doing that again. And, but fuck you. I'm two thirds into it. You're not going to fucking stop me, LJN. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, started the third day and got going. And first Jason fight, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is on. I'm determined. I'm going to see this through. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, like we already mentioned Mike Tyson's bunch out as a comp uh, to this. But he is on. And the third day, Jason is on some Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's bunch out shit, dude. He like you couldn't even. But if Mike Tyson had a machete. 
<laughs> yeah, you dropped the machete into Mike Tyson's hands. That's what fighting Jason on the third day is like. And he's like, fucking, uh, you know, you can't even hit him. I don't, I'm not even sure. I'm sure if I just ran my head against the wall enough and, and hated myself enough to do that, I could have figured it out. And of course, a playthrough video could have taught me, I'm sure. But the you can't, you can no longer hit him, at least I wasn't able to, on the backup move. Because he does that so fucking fast mm. that he is off to the side before, because you're coming out of that fucking duck. Yeah, know? by the time your button push registers and the animation to throw starts, he's already out of the way. Yep, and yes, yeah, so you're not him. So yeah, I mean, I, not only did he wax me fast as fuck, I didn't even get a hit in. You know, mm -hmm. uh, unless you want to, if you when he's up on you, you can spam his ass while he's whacking you. But obviously, that's not going to work in the long yeah, run. Yeah, he's so. doing more damage than you are. So for sure, yeah. So I mean, you know, I think you know, step one is definitely going. Like I watched the playthrough video of the third day, and if you go kill Jason's mom's head again on that third day, you get the sweater. Yeah, Jason's mom's sweater, uh, which it, he can still hurt you. It doesn't even fucking eliminate damage entirely but it does a reduced amount so you have like a puncher's chance in those fights i guess with right. that and then it's still a matter it looked like it still was a matter of stockpiling enough cure vials to withstand him hitting you while you just spam the fucking attack button you know right um which is also that's not a, a reasonable expectation or fun way to play a game so because uh, it's not skill based you're just yeah you're just psychotically ramming your head against the wall uh, hoping you outlast the wall <laughs> yeah and the wall again has a machete <laughs> yeah right 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 so watching that gameplay video when you beat the game the game screen copy goes you have finally managed to defeat jason but is he really dead we're not telling end it doesn't say the end, it just says end. end. <laughs> oh, God, I love these early video game translation failures. That's great. But dude, LJN is, like, there's no, I don't think there's any translation involved here, dude. Like, this is an American property by an American company. Well, look, I know uh, the composer was Japanese, so I kind of, I just assumed that yeah. the, the rest of them were. I guess, yeah, and if you look at the fucking, yeah, you know what, looking at the credits, yeah, there were just, well, yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. But still. I mean, uh, one. I assumed that, but I guess in my mind, I just had to like hope it because if not, who fucked things up like that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, overall, the copy it's funny and a little weird, but that is the only like thing that is like a typo. I would say. Well, yeah. there's also the tort. There's the failure to explain what happens when you light the fireplaces. Right, but that could have just been. I don't think, but that's not a language. Like it's not fucked up English. It's. I just, actually feel like that, but that is one of those things that could result from not sure speaking sure. English as your first language. You know. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess I, I could see how the two are related, and two examples of that is enough for me to think that to yeah. disqualify this as like, yeah, it's just like the funny. I, I, I want to give LJN less credit and make it entirely possible that they could have their copywriter. Just not know. <laughs> and right, no like it was just it. a straight up failure of communication. Right, you know. Uh, or even that, you know, it changed at some point for whatever reason and they didn't bother to update that copy because that would, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when I... We're cutting corners here, man. What do you want me to do? Yeah, like, you know, I, like I cut the fucking uh, 
the trailer to this little short I shot recently. And, you know, you or even a better example, the, 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 the new hype video I made for the Bills this year. Uh, like, you know, I've been making these things every year for a while now. Like, I have this kind of system. I've gotten better at it as time goes on, as with anything in life. Uh, and it's gotten to the point where now, like, you know, I watch them for little things that I don't like. And, like, you know, I use, I do it on kind of like a, a film aspect ratio with an overlay. So it looks like two, three, five by one, kind of like a cinematic aspect ratio, you know, okay. with the, bar, the bars on the top of the screen. Yeah, uh, the black to, on top. And then right, to make, to make it more cinematic looking. Uh, now, when I do that, I don't, like, the way... NFL broadcast footage looks it has the score thing on the bottom and then usually some dumb shit on the top uh, that if you use that as an overlay imposing that aspect ratio onto that footage it will still you know sometimes like a little bit of the score bar at the bottom will stick out and that of course looks like shit you can't even see the whole score it's just a little bit so magnify the footage blow it up a little bit so that gets clipped off by the the aspect ratio overlay and like you know i check it for all that shit before i output it finally and then you put it on youtube and once it's on youtube it's collecting fucking views and if you you can't replace the video. Like you would have to delete the video and re-upload it and start all over again clean. Like after I uploaded this newest one, I saw one instance where I where I had a clipped score bar on one short little nanosecond fucking highlight in the edit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it made me want to jump off the fucking roof. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the whole process of exporting, losing views, re-uploading for that yeah. mistake. You just go, you know what? I'll deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I'll just fucking take, yeah. I'll learn this and try to do better next time. Yeah. And that is, is a long winded way of providing an example of probably how they viewed that. <laughs> right. yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> uh, either way, go fuck yourself. LJN. Mm-hmm. That's the Jason attacks theme that happens when Jason beats your ass in this game <laughs> with, uh, a bring, with a machete or an axe or his bare hands. Yeah, he has some variants to him. Uh, bringing us to the uh, verdict section, which shouldn't be that hard for our listeners to figure out at this point. Yeah. But in the yeah. sake for the sake of uh, just seeing things through in a format, uh, we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, as far as my King Lorik's blessing goes for the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh... Nah, man. I mean, it's complete and utter tedium beyond that first day. There's no change in the motions you go through whatsoever. You know, uh, like you we were play, just... you've done you've you've done the actions that you need to do to beat the game. You just need to do it two more times. Yep. Unless you you know, if you want to you want to really strive to defend it, you could maybe argue that having to do them faster. Or having to go through those motions faster in the Jason battles mm. uh, is what suppo- the supposed variance is, and uh, that sorry that does not get me there on on enough of a, a you know a, a change in gameplay and it's you know it's it's we just you know we we stopped ourselves having the conversation there accidentally offline before we jumped on for this section here or for this this uh, segment like just like Jaws it's like a really interesting idea that conceptually i think is pretty well done it's just the repetitiveness of the steps and the number of them you're required to do 
make the overall unenjoyable, you know? And that's that's tragic that they didn't, you know, there should if you wanted like uh, ideally what I, you know, just sitting here spitballing of ways to make this better as if we are in some omnipotent position to do so as I <laughs> from our little podcasting pedestal here, the, you know, the uh, having the first day go that way would have been great if you get to the if you're going to have a second day. Some something something changes you know like anything right. anything changes <laughs> give me some sort of different thing you know I, in jaws defense i will say at least the jaws battle at the end of the super tedious back and forth shell stuff between the fucking ports uh shell collecting shit uh and and slowly working on jaws the same way that you do jason in this game when you get to the final battle, it's a completely different thing. You get that like boat. You're 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 looking off the bow of your the 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 bow is at the the front of the, the boat. Bow, yes. Yeah. If you're looking off the bow of the boat, you're like Jaws is coming at you, and you need to fire those fucking things. You you know you need to get the fucking the barrel in its mouth, and then shoot the barrel kind of thing. It has that okay. different mechanic that you don't ever see otherwise in the game. So there's like a genuine boss battle. Uh, right. feel to it you know it's it's even even with that that game is still tedious this uh friday the 13th here doesn't even have that you know final boss change it's the exact same thing he's just faster yeah and that sucks that sucks yeah um yeah i just found the game yeah the the unavoidable damage shit um you know and like the heal potions again the healing system like kind of sucks so like you can heal each other, but you gotta go find somebody, and you gotta have the potions and shit. It's just tedious to do that. Yep. And then when you combine that with like automatic damage that you cannot avoid, um, you know, like you said, it's it's a it's a war of attrition this game, but like one side is being much more efficient with that attrition uh, <laughs> than you are. So that sucked. I will say this for the game though, um. It's it like when it came out, like I said in the beginning with the history, it, it had lots of really negative views and whatnot. And like, you know, everyone considers it still to be like one of the worst games. I don't think it's one of the worst Nintendo games. No, yeah, it's playable. Yeah, it's just fucking tedious. Yeah, that's the best word. It really is. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I I do think there are some redeeming qualities. Yeah, I, I, survival horror is a genre was not exactly something that had a precedent to follow in the first place. Uh, really, you know, so there are, I, I'm not a professional fucking game historian. I'm, there are probably things I'm not even aware of that right. preceded this. Uh, so I'm not even supposing this is the first thing, but you know, the examples I have, as I already mentioned, haunted house or something, Atari 2600 is just not there as far as a realistic enough of experience to, to uh, generate the emotional responses that survival horror is trying to conjure out of you when you play a game like this. And like, mm-hmm. yes, to us now, this game is incapable of that because of how uh, archaic it is or how, you know, unrealistic. We have so much more additional context now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, when I play fucking Resident Evil 9 or whatever it is on so- Sony uh, or on PSVR, like it's fucking terrifying, dude. Yeah, believe it or not, it's scarier than this. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I'm, I'm not supposing that it still is able to maintain this, but given you know back then, I think their effort to try to uh, create that feeling and that emotional response in an NES tier game uh, is an admirable uh, effort to begin with at all. And I think, as I mentioned, you know, that there are little things we talked about wandering in those cabins, how much. 
that sucked and how tedious it was. But for the, you know, uh, unexposed brain that you that we, that a child's in 1989 would have been compared to one present day, like I think they probably achieved it a little bit, you know, and, and that uh, is cannot should not be ignored, should not be completely discounted. I don't think, you know. Right, I would say, um, like, when Jason comes onto the screen, like, and you're a child, and you're trying to, like, yeah, if you're just on the path, and then Jason shows up and starts beating your ass, that's scary, dude. Probably, yeah, probably very, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the, the idea of chasing an insurmountable force that is always chasing you is pulled off here. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that ultimately is probably what a survival horror game, uh, at its core, needs to have to even yeah, start talking about for. Yeah. Um, the, I, I, and I think the, the fireplace lighting is a semi-interesting job of coming up with a gameplay task that fits into the story world. You know, right. it is, it is, it is. Yeah. it's not totally fucking, it's not great by any length. Uh, but it was, it, it was not entirely arbitrary. Like that's actually, you want to really criticize Jaws. I feel like Jaws has like the picking up of the shells. Shells, thing. right. Like what not the fuck? even, yeah, that's not. In fact, like I, I never even thought about it that way, but like literally I just came up with an idea instantaneously that's better than that sunk <laughs> treasure <laughs> yeah, boom sure. done like yeah. there you go so yeah like friday the 13th could have put some dumb shit in like you need to collect all of the these random totems or whatever and exactly, like then you yeah. get it but they you know worked in the cabins of a camp so yeah good for them it's yep. honestly the game's it's okay like I, I think it's a good enough game i just like I, i'm not gonna no I can't, yeah, I can't in good good conscience recommend it to someone. Yeah, when on, we were in on, Nashville. On base, like, you're going to have a good time playing this. I can't tell that to someone. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like, I, I think, yeah, that's not the worst game ever, but, like, are you going to have fun playing it? Maybe for a minute, but not forever. Just, and yeah, I remember just we were in Nashville. I beat fucking, I beat Jason, and then I was like, they were like, yeah, he's back, and he's stronger, and he was faster when we were in Nashville. I was like, man, fuck this, dude. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, there, there's yeah, there's there's things in here, and like they, uh, we've already beaten it, I think, uh, to death. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they did enough things to conjure the underlying property, underlying license property, and that was a good job, I think. But ultimately, uh, it's just so often the case in a license property uh, that takes precedent over actually good gameplay, yep. and that is the problem with these in, in most cases and certainly the problem in this case. So no, I do not give it King Lorik's blessing. <laughs> Neither do I believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not. So that's fucking Friday the 13th. And I got way more content out of that than I believe we would. <laughs> yeah. Like a whole lot actually. <laughs> yeah. I kind of expected this to be like, Oh, well that's this. And that's that. <laughs> Game sucked. What do you want to say? <laughs> right. Um, uh, Anyhow, so we are next up. We'll be uh, go sticking with Nintendo. Uh, we got Nintendo Power issue five, and uh, we kind of danced around a little bit in the episode. But we are getting super close to introducing GamePro into this little uh, exchange here, which is rather exciting. I believe May is the first GamePro, so I think what makes sense is that we we hit this Nintendo Power. That's March, April, and then we get the Q1 Sega. Team whatever uh, issue <laughs> issue team newsletter uh, 
Yeah, for Q1, and then I, I say we go Game Pro and, and get our first Game Pro after that. So we are two issues away from bringing this uh, research project full circle here to the full scope we intended it to have at the beginning and, and getting a, a third-party opinion into these discussions, which is exciting to think about. Yeah, no corporate censorship. Yep. <laughs> at least not... Not as much. Right, yeah, not with the same intent slash purpose right. uh, of proprietary uh uplifting you know <laughs> right. uplifting the proprietary um uh products there is always corporate censorship yes for sure so you can subscribe to the pod if you would like to jump on board and be uh uh receive a notification <laughs> when when the issue with game pro uh does does hit here in the near future uh on itunes soundcloud stitcher spotify android tune in podbean and some others please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you do listen to as always and you can find our website at nyehentertainment.com forward slash isoh pod you can email us directly at isoh podcast at gmail.com follow the pod on facebook Find gameplay videos, including those ones that we uh, put together down in Nashville on the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Josh Follen. There's the subreddit, which is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash isoh pod, or you can just search for it. I'm sure it comes up. And Jab, what's your socials? Uh, I, you can find me on Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Josh Follen and on Instagram at my shift key is broke and okay bye all right see ya <laughs>